I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. The party scene is cool, but then again, it's all the same. You see the same faces, but at different places. When you're up and riding high, everybody's palsy palsy. Get a million pounds and all the skins give you hugs. Well, that's cool. I can dig it. It ain't really, uh, it ain't, it really ain't my bag. I prefer the max on the side and let my pants sag. Oh, he's a cutie. Yeah, real cute, but I wasn't that cute when I didn't have no loot. Although I hit a pound of herb, I'm still nice with the verbs. So fuck what you heard. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And it's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Time to get the week started. Uh, I know a lot of y'all got to work this week anyway. And all your favorite podcasts are taking off. Don't forget who was here for you in the I, hard times. Right, when everybody else like, y'all know what, we're going to be gone two weeks. Yeah, we taking this next 17 weeks off. Y'all remember this, all right? Right. Remember who sacrificed for y'all. Uh, but it's the Blackout Tips Podcast. No sponsors today. Mm, isn't that nice? No copy I got to read. So let's just talk about the official weapon of the show. The taser. And the unofficial sport. It's Bullet Ball. At Bullet Ball Extreme. You guys can check out the show, uh, theblackouttips.com. Become a premium listener theblackouttips.com slash premium theblackouttips.com slash premium sign up there you know register for the site all that stuff go through the whole little joint um become a paypal person and Mm -hmm. become a premium subscriber and get access to these different shows we're doing i got some sport movie reviews coming out today for the interview and uh for lord uh for the hobbit three um the five armies they got the shit over yeah we got that shit coming out um so we got we got a ton of stuff that's that's out there for you people so make sure you know if you're premium you get access to that of course you know balls d sports the last episode temecula you might want to check that out um we had had a a good time we had a homie from twitter parkour lewis you guys might know him on twitter as parkour lewis he's uh, uh also we know him as garrett uh who we play ball with so it's funny um yeah y'all can hear uh hear what he thinks about all the stories of the week man it's a pretty good time um let's uh go ahead and get right into the show um uh shoot let's do the cosy show to start off because okay. it's been a while so he did the cosy show let me uh find his music uh um because you know how he do oh, yeah. uh let's see how about this one
Oh, they are breaking it down. I like this version. It's four minutes long. I could listen to all this shit. How, how long you think it, it it took them to get a Bob and Jerry and all them on beat so that they could do this shit? Correctly? The London Studio Orchestra. I don't know. Yeah. They handle their business. They sure do. They got the Daniel Kane Orchestra. Maybe we'll do that one next. Okay. All right, let's let's do it. I can listen well, they're all professionals, so you know if it had a beat to it, it's probably it probably didn't take that long. But yeah, I know they was in there partying. I would have been partying doing that one. All right, chat room, pick a number between one and looks like maybe 14 14 the first number you know, that came up was seven we're finally getting below the number of people raped good job oh uh this is our girl beverly johnson she uh said bill Cosby drugged me this is my story she went in vanity fair she said like most americans she grew up thinking bill was cool and shit watching i spy you know, which is the show I watched. I liked I Spy. I didn't watch it till, of course, much, much later. But uh, the reruns just come on when I was in college, and I started watching that show, and I actually thought it was cool. Um, didn't realize he was a rapist at the time. Oh, no. Nobody did. Well, well, the women that were raped did, but, you know, general population, no. She said, in fact, as I thought of going public with what follows, a voice in my head kept whispering, black men have enough enemies out there already. They certainly don't need someone like you. An African-American with a familiar face and famous name, Fanning the Flames. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's the concern that I think black women constantly have. And I think a lot of black men use it against black women. Right. To keep them from, you know, it's like, well, don't talk about your own personal causes. Don't talk about causes that are uh strictly germane to your body and your uh issues so because it strips away from my cause right because it hurts me because sometimes i'm the person that is the uh abuser in these situations so hey if you're reporting sexual assault you're gonna lock a black man up you know it's like when we were talking about ray rice how many people use the excuse so you just gonna lock a black man go to go to jail so just because he hit his woman and i was like yeah if you you shouldn't do that that's one of the reasons you shouldn't do it Right. What am I supposed to do? Be against motherfuckers going to jail for crimes now? Like right. you did, you did something fucked up. There's <laughs> got to be a place for you, and the place is behind them bars. And it's crazy when you talk to people because people act like uh, when motherfuckers commit crimes just because they black, they ass shouldn't get locked up. Fuck that. You committed a crime, you should get locked up. And when you go through the studies and statistics, yes, there are people that commit crimes that are not guilty, but there are motherfuckers that commit crimes that are guilty. The motherfuckers need to go to goddamn jail just like any other race or color or creed. That has nothing to do with you being black. You've committed a crime. Mm-hmm. So she, uh, you know, and I, like I said, you know, see it on Twitter and all this shit. This, but what about the black men? It's like the black men that did the crime. Like, right. It's what a lot about of black? It's a lot of black dudes that didn't rape anybody. And, uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm doing just fine. Correct. Imagine my joy in the mid eighties when the agent called me to say, Bill Cosby wanted me for an audition on the role of the Cosby show. Uh, Cosby played an obstetrician. He sometimes used models to portray pregnant women sitting in his uh, office waiting room. It was a small part with one or two speaking lines at most, but I wanted in. I was in the midst of an ugly custody battle with my only for my only child. I needed a big break badly. Appearing on the Cosby show seemed like an excellent way of getting Hollywood's attention. 
it appeared i appeared in one or two movies already but my phone wasn't exactly ringing off the hook with acting jobs cosby's handlers invited me to a taping for the show uh so i could get the lay of the land and an idea of what my role required after the taping i met all the cast and then met with cosby in his office to talk a bit about the hell i've been through in my marriage he appeared concerned and then asked if I wanted for my what I wanted for my career to go forward. He seemed genuinely interested in guiding me to the next level. I was on cloud nine. I brought my daughter to the next tape and I attended. Afterward, Kazi asked if I could meet him at his home and for the weekend and read for the part. My ex-husband had primary custody for my, of my daughter at the time, and I usually spent my weekends with her. Kazi suggested that I bring her along, which really reeled me in. He was the Jello pudding man, like most kids. My daughter loved him. When my daughter and I visited Kazi's New York Brownstone, the staff served us a delicious brunch. He gave us a tour of the exceptional multi-level home. Looking back, that first invite from Kazi to his home seems like part of a perfectly laid out plan, a way to make me feel secure with him at all times. It worked like a charm. Cosby mm-hmm. suggested I come back to the house, uh, his house a few days later to read for the part. I agree. And one late afternoon, the following week, I returned. His staff served a light dinner and Bill and I, uh, talked more about my plans for the future. Uh, you know what's crazy is because of how people view the crime of like rape, sexual assault, what being a sexual predator means, they don't think you can be anything but that at all times. They like their idea of what sexual assault is a guy jumping out the bushes, beating a woman to death and raping her. Yeah, because you know, they, they don't think that, hey, someone could be cunning. It's it's like with any crime, you know, the when they interview the neighbor, the neighbor's always like, That dude seemed pretty cool. It's like, yeah, because every day he's not putting a gun in someone's face. Every day they're not raping somebody. Every day they're not trying to kill somebody or whatever the crime was because they have to get by in life, too. And you can't just look at someone all the time and go, oh, rapist, I got it, because we all just walk away. That's true, too. And and it's funny, though, because a lot of times people go, well, I don't know rapists. Nobody around me rapes. It's just for the fact that when people commit these crimes, like you say, it is strategic. It is, you know, because there are people that murder a lot of people and people never would ever, ever think that this person murdered anybody because he smiled. He was happy. He had family. He had kids. He went to family functions. Like, I don't know why people think that you can't be a murderer, killer, a rapist, commit all these goddamn crimes and be, quote unquote, one of the nicest people you've ever met in your life. That's how they get away with it, because if they were cruel and mean and came out and cussed everybody out, you raise red flags. We go, oh, something wrong with that motherfucker. Investigate his ass. Right. And I mean, it, plus you can't you can't get away with shit for all this time without being good at covering shit up, you know? Right, it's and having a plan. Uh, I brought. So she says, um, after the meal, we walked upstairs to a huge living area of his home that featured a massive bar, a huge brass espresso espresso contraption took up half the counter. At the time, it seemed rare for someone to have such a machine at home for personal use. Kazi said he wanted to see how I handle various scenes, so he suggested I pretend to be drunk. When did a pregnant woman ever appear to be drunk on a Kazi show? Probably never, but I went with it. As I readied myself to be the best drunk I could be, he offered me a cappuccino from the espresso machine. I told him I didn't drink coffee that late in the afternoon because it made getting to sleep at night more difficult. Well, he was like, you won't have that problem with this cappuccino. You sure won't. (laughs) You definitely won't be staying awake. He wouldn't let it go. He insisted that his espresso machine was the best model on the planet on the market and promised I'd never taste a cappuccino quite like this one. It's nuts, I know, but it felt oddly inappropriate arguing with Bill Cosby, so I took a few sips of the coffee just to appease him. Now, let me explain this. I was a top model during the 70s, a period when drugs flowed at parties and photo shoots like bottled water at a health spa. 
uh i'd had my fun experimented with my fair share of mood enhancers i knew by the second sip of the drink kazi had given me that i'd been drugged and drug good editors note kazi attorneys did not respond to vanity fair's request for comment i know they didn't and like she said she basically was like hey you know i'm not new to this like this is shit that i did so i was right so i was like hey um yeah you're doing something here Mm -hmm. my head became woozy my speech became slurred and the room began spinning nonstop. Kazi motioned for me to come over to him as though we were about to act out the scene. He put his hands around my waist. I managed to put my hand on his shoulder in order to stop, steady myself. As I felt my body go completely limp, my brain switched into automatic survival mode. That meant making sure Kazi understood that I knew exactly what was happening at that very moment. She says, you are, you are a motherfucker, aren't you? That was the exact question I yelled at him. Uh, as he stood there holding me, expecting me to bend to his will. I rapidly called him several more motherfuckers. By the fifth, I could tell that I was really pissing him off. At one point, he dropped his hands from my waist and just stood there looking at me I lo- like I lost my mind. Right, because he thought that you were just going to go with the flow. And she was like, no, 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 no. My tolerance is a little bit higher than a lot of these other women. And motherfucker, you trying to rape me. What happened next is somewhat cloudy for me because the drug was in fuller play by that time. I recall his seething anger at my tirade and then him grabbing me by my left arm and yanking all 110 pounds of me down a bunch of stairs as my high heels clicked and clacked on every step. I feared my neck was going to break with the force he was using to pull me down those stairs. It was still late afternoon. The sun hadn't completely gone down yet. When we reached the front door, he pulled me outside the brownstone and then, with his hands still tightly clenched around my arm, stood in the middle of the street waving down taxis. Yeah, he's probably mad she was cussing that filth for our filth. And not only that, mad that she was able to uh, communicate with him. Mm-hmm. And like, which means that she could do that, which means she probably wouldn't know any activity that you did to her because yeah. she would be alert. When one stopped, Kazi opened the door, shoved me into it, slammed the door behind me without ever saying a word. I somehow managed to tell the driver my address and before blacking out, I looked at the cabbie and said, as if he knew, did I really just call Bill Cosby a motherfucker? Why that was even a concern of mine after what I'd just been through is still a mystery to me. I think my mind refused to process it. The next day, I woke up in my own bed after falling into a deep sleep that lasted most of the day. I had no memory of how I got into my apartment or into my bed, though most likely my doorman helped me out. I sat in there still stunned by what happened the night before, confused and devastated by the idea that someone I admired so much had tried to take advantage of me and use drugs to do so. Had I done something to encourage his actions? In reality, I knew I'd done nothing to encourage Kazi, but my mind kept turning with question after question. Well, a lot of victims do this to themselves, too, where it's like they have to find a way to almost blame themselves. Yeah, and justify Because society makes it feel like, well, somehow it's your fault. Like, right. what were you wearing? Why were you over there? Why would you have something to drink? Why would you eat his food? Why would you? It's like that still wouldn't give a person the right to drug me and try to, you know, get up in my pants. Right, and and the way society is, anything that a woman does that she is a victim of is automatically her fault because if you do vice versa if you didn't do it if you didn't if you quote unquote was the right victim was quote unquote the perfect victim it would be like well why didn't you eat his food why didn't you take his drink he was just being nice he was just being a gentleman so it's like either way it is a lose lose if you go with it everybody act like it's your fault if you don't do anything everybody act like it's your fault if you're nasty and belligerent because you're like i don't want to deal with this it's automatically your fault because you quote unquote provoked him so when it comes down to it it's literally no way of winning and a lot of times by the time a victim comes out believe you me she has whooped herself enough (laughs) 
more than anybody else could ever have before she even says a word if she ever says a word right not to mention you know society is gonna get on all these women as like hey you were trying to get into the business and you know this guy tried to take sexual advantage of you this is still your fault right for, for, for even for wanting to have a dream for some reason meanwhile uh we know that's bullshit because it like if 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 Kazi was the moral like paragon of moral virtue and shit that that he upheld himself to be um even this would be beyond the pale of respectability politics how how you respect the man that can't keep his vows to his wife how you respect the man that abuses his position of authority to have sex with women and then you know um never even uh compensate them in any in any way shape form or fashion as far as uh uh, if you believe he was just cheating, right. you know what I mean? Like these women did not get on the Cosby show. Like if you believe that all he was doing was cheating on his wife for 30 something years with every woman that he could come across, right. even then it will, he would still be a huge phony. Right. And, and, and it's funny though, because like when this topic is brought up, I'm like, he did that shit. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, first of all, I'm not saying he did. No, I'm no. saying, even those people that defend him, right. they they still take the leap to say, well, I do believe he fucked all those women. Right. So it's like, well, then why wouldn't you still be disappointed? In oh, him? Correct. I'll tell people at the bare minimal, he cheated on his wife. Right. That, that, that's the minimal. Right. So, um, you know, so that's one of the things to um, not to mention, like I said, because of that perception, a lot of these women were never going to come out, never going to say anything because right. the perception was going to be, hey, you walked into a guy's room knowing you needed something for him, of course he was going to try to fuck you, which is just a complete statement on society and how we view women and how we view, um, you know, how we view uh, sex. Like, because if we would have said, oh, Will Smith auditioned for the part, of course he had to suck Bill Cosby's dick. We'd be like, yeah, that, that's that's crazy. No, no, Why would he have to do that? He's a man. Right. Um, right. It took a few days for the drug completely wear off, and as soon as I had to get back to work, I headed to California for an acting audition. Not long after arriving, I decided I needed to confront Kazi for my own sanity's sake. I thought I'd just call him; he would come clean and explain why he'd done what he had. I dialed the private number he'd given me, expecting to hear his voice on the other end, but he didn't answer. His wife did. A little shocked, I quickly identified her myself to her in the most respectful way possible, and then asked to speak to Bill. Camille politely informed me that it was very late, 11 p.m., and that they were both in bed together. I apologized for the late call, explained that I was in Los Angeles. I had forgotten about the three-hour time difference. I added that I would call back tomorrow. I didn't call back the next day or any other day after that. At a certain moment, it became clear that I would be fighting a losing battle with a powerful man so callous he not only drugged me, but he also gave me the number to the bedroom he shared with his wife. Right. How could I fight someone that boldly arrogant and out of touch? In the end, just like the other women, I had too much to lose to go after Bill Cosby. That's another thing people aren't saying. They always talk about what these women have to gain. There's really nothing to gain by coming out as a victim of sexual assault or mm -mm. potential victim or whatever. Yeah, what's There's really nothing to gain by this, mm -hmm. um, especially in the society at the time and still today where with women in these industries, it's more like, oh, you don't know how to play ball. Like you, you're in a man's world and here you are complaining about someone trying to grab some titties or fuck you. Well, that's just how it is. To, so you you're no one wants to work with you now because what if i try to come on to you now i gotta worry about you suing me fuck that right so it's better for you just to shut up and not say a word and get abused right 
you know let us fuck you and do whatever we want to you so you can keep on getting this promotions and making this money but at what cost like y'all don't really give a fuck about the cost on her or how it weighs and bothers her you know and the people that play by the rule they're like okay she's a good one but you know it's and i, and I look at this similar as i look to, at race and it's one of those things where hey um just because other people allow you to do it don't make it right right and like i said they could i mean this is bill Cosby at the height of his power i mean you're not gonna quote unquote beat him at this no. you're not gonna you know get and especially if you don't realize he's doing it serially you know to many many different women you don't really think you have the, a reason to come out because it's like i'll be all alone out my Ooh. career will get crushed right because he hit he picked women that had like no they had no actual ability to fight for themselves in this career mm-hmm. you know like he wouldn't like people keep going why wouldn't he, if he was just doing why wouldn't he did it to like felicia rashad or something like because felicia rashad actually has some power right like she everybody that, show down. yeah that show would have been fucking done if, if felicia rashad was like yeah i'm not showing up anymore fuck him that's the end of that show right you know plus she was black uh in the end just like the other women i had too much to lose go after him i had a career that would no doubt take a huge hit if i went public with my story and i certainly couldn't afford that after my costly divorce and ongoing court fees for a long time i thought it was something that only happened to me and that i was somehow responsible so i kept my secret to myself believing his truth needed to remain in the darkness but the last four weeks have changed everything as so many women have shared similar stories of which the press is belatedly uh what was like belatedly uh why did it scroll down to here okay well i just lost that word how do i go back oh okay there we go um that the press had belatedly taken heed there we go um and then she says still i struggle with how to reveal big secret more importantly uh what would people think when and if i did would they dismiss me as an angry black woman intent on ruining the image of one of the most revered men in the african-american community over the last 40 years or would they see my open and honest account of being betrayed by one of the country's most powerful influential and beloved entertainers let me be honest with you they gonna think you're an angry black woman whether you said shit or not right a lot of these dudes that are a lot of these people that are in denial about this shit people it's no coincidence these are the people that when we look around social media, when we look around, you know, at their platforms, these are the people that we've already kind of bookmarked in our heads. Like that person has women issues. Yeah. You know, like I'm never right. like, there's not been anyone that's spoken on this so far that has defended Bill Cosby that I've been surprised by. It's all been people that I'm like, yeah, well, that person typically is, has says does problematic and shit. Like, right, right. This, this isn't a first for no, this person. No, and you have issues with women. And yeah. when you tell dudes, hey, doll, I think you got issues with women, people want to get mad. Yeah, I mean, but- Rush, Rush Limbaugh. Oh, yeah. He's got- a defender of Bill Cosby. You right. got, you know, you got people uh like like that you know on, on quote unquote on his side uh, um uh, whoopi goldberg these aren't i'm not surprised by any of these people it's Mm-mm. it's like yeah they say fucked up shit all the time today's gonna be the day that i'm like oh what word whoa mm-hmm. I, I mean at this time i could only at this point i could only be shocked if whoopi goldberg or rush limbaugh one of these people came out and was like yeah i fucking think he did it right that'd be the only time i'd be surprised of course i'm not surprised and yes, they already think you're an angry black woman. They don't give a fuck. As I wrestled with the idea of telling my story of the day Bill Cosby drugged me with the intentions of doing God knows what, the faces of Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Eric Garner, and countless other brown and black men took residence in my mind. 
as if I needed to be reminded the current plight of the black male was behind my silence when Barbara Bowman came out to tell the horrific details of being drugged and raped by Cosby to the Washington Post in November. And I watched in horror as my longtime friend and fellow model Janice Dickinson was raped over the coals for telling her account of a rape at Cosby's hands. Over the years, I've met other women who also claim to have been violated by Cosby. Many are still afraid to speak up. I couldn't sit back and watch the other women be vilified and shamed for something I knew was true. When I sat down to write my memoir in 2013, I pondered if I should include my Cosby experience. I didn't want to get involved in a he said, she said situation. Now that other women have come forward with the nightmares stories, I joined them. Finally, I reached the conclusion that the current attack on African-American men has absolutely nothing to do at all with Bill Cosby. He brought this on himself when he decided he had the right to wave his uh, to have his way with women, with who, with who knows how many women over the last four decades. If anything, Cosby is distinguished from the majority of black men in this country because he could depend on the powers that be for support and protection. I had to use my voice as a sister, mother, and grandmother, and as a woman who knows that, according to the CDC, nearly one in five women has been sexually assaulted at some time in their life, and that women of color face an even higher rate of attack. In part because of what happened to me nearly 30 years ago, I have agreed to serve on the board of the Barbara Sinatra Center for Abused Children. The experience has been as humbling as it has been rewarding. Many of the young children I work with have been sexually abused, and I watched, in, I watched in all their bravery as they work to recover and feel better. How could I be any less brave? And the, the problem the problem that I have with, with I'm glad she came out. Mm-hmm. The problem that I have is all the motherfuckers that was like, when the women were white, they was like, hey, that shit don't count. It's a black woman. Hey, he must have did it. Mm. But a victim is a victim in my mind. Well, that's that, that's because, but but we went through this on the show. Remember when we had Clove and Shirley on, and I we read the Janice Dickinson account, and Shirley's like, "Where's Janice Dickinson?" It, like people need, like that's what people have done, and you can do this with anything. Mm-hmm. You just keep going. If a person isn't a perfect victim, right? I'm going to st- strip that away from the what's going on you know what i mean so it's like hey Janice dickinson's been cuckoos magoos her whole life so therefore we don't have to um yeah we don't have to acknowledge hers but it's like so now the discussion is about her and not the other 29 counts that this was part of a trend of you know um the same thing uh like the first comment on this let's read that the first comment beverly johnson is far from brave her failing to report timely and her very belated reporting were done for her child. First, because Beverly Johnson was in ugly custody battle, which she lost as she reported to People magazine. So she didn't report this drugging. It would have exposed her to something she did not want at the time of her custody trial. Fast forward 30 plus years and now she uses her child again. She would question mark, quotes, quotes around child. Um, as to why she reports now after hearing another woman's story in the press, where is the bravery? Her actions at every turn uh are self-serving unless the bravery is meant to refer to risking the critical questions of those who don't subscribe to the belief that a woman would never lie or distort or simply have her memory be impaired or inaccurate well how would her memory get prepared or be inaccurate could it be from being drugged the sisterhood of automatic belief has replaced actual authentic feminism these serial accusers come lately are little more than ideologues hiding behind self-serving statements. Their activism is to destroy. They are helping themselves to the remedy they seek, total destruction of Bill Cosby's reputation. I wish we had the English system. Then they would have some skin in the game and remain exposed to the consequences of their statements. If proven, they have nothing to fear. 
Yeah, because we all know that courtroom gets it right 100% of the time. I support Bill Cosby. Legally, he cannot be called to account. These women, by their own failure to report, have not guaranteed that. With respect to their orchestrated character assassination, I don't play that game. He's not going to sue any one of them because of their inaction and how act and now action. I will continue to support him and explain my reasons to anyone who values our system. Fundamental fairness, critical thinking, and questioning of assertions, even by celebrities and even made against celebrities. I think that comes closer to bravery, at least intellectual bravery. Mm. So even after all that, you can always find a reason to just dismiss anyone. She's not a perfect victim, Karen. She didn't come forward in time. She lost her kid in a custody battle. She, uh, I, by the way, whenever they say that, that, that they have something to gain from this, destroying Bill Cosby, how, what would that gain for them if, I mean, Beverly Johnson's a successful woman. She, she doesn't need to destroy Bill Cosby. It doesn't help her at all. Yeah, I, I've never understood the people who think it's beneficial to say that you've been right. What? Be, sh- show me the benefit. Sh- show me the the four hundred one k. Show me the investment fund. Show me the 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 houses on the hill. Show me the show this to me where every woman that jump out and says I've been raped, people just go and just dash money over her, make movie deal, well, sign contract, right. make plays. I mean, I mean, and for the record, she didn't even say she's been raped. Right. You know, like to me, if I was gonna lie on somebody, this isn't the lie I would tell. Like, show- I mean, it happened thirty years ago, so there's no one to check any evidence. Why would I just go? I had some sips of coffee and passed out. Why would I say that if I was making up some shit to destroy someone's career? Right. Why not just lie and be like, "Oh yeah, I got raped. It was terrible and brutal. It was crazy." Right, because to me, a victim is a victim, male or female or whatever it is. And a lot of times, and this is just my personal opinion, when it comes to uh, victims of rape, a lot of times people bring other things to the issues like they do when people cry about things in the black community. If somebody says rape, you talk about a race, you talk about a background, you talk about all these different things, but the story is never about her accuser. The story is always his or her accuser. The story is always about the victim. You know, oh, you mean abuser? Right, okay. right. It, the abuser, a rapist. Or what, a, well, I mean, I mean not accuser. I mean, yeah. the story is never about the person who committed the acts against the victim. The story is attacking the victim. Right. Yeah, every time. And, it's the same thing they do in a courtroom. Like, you try to discredit the victim so that people won't believe them. You know, that's the whole point of this. Um, Ron Molina writes in some of these women, I believe others. I do not. However, I'm not saying any of the allegations are truthful only that I believe some of these women, but not others. That's a hell of a distinction, right? <laughs> I, I'm not saying any allegations are true. Cause that would be like me having to admit this dude's a rapist, but I believe some of the women when they say he raped them, what, then. then you believe that some of them are true. Right. The one thing, the ones I believe in what they say would not have been a crime when allegedly occurred now or then. So he, the ones they, he picks to believe are the ones that it wouldn't have been against the law to do the things Bill Cosby did to him. Now, which women those are, I'm assuming, um, he, he, I'm assuming he's picking the stories, uh, that he believes somehow like past statute of limitations or mm-hmm. when back when date rape wasn't rape right you like maybe he's going by that but anyway beverly phillips i do not believe her name is beverly johnson i do not believe because she stays in a vanity fair says in a vanity fair article that after two sips of a cappuccino she knew she had been drugged in the televised 
the view show she claims after one sip of the cappuccino she immediately knew she had been drugged and was out to the next morning there's no such drug now known then or now that would have that effect so now this motherfucker's um you know miami csi do do, do you know this he do says there's no such drug okay it's impossible what tell, not to mention tell that to the people that roofie women all the time right if you understand the digestion you would realize that orally taking drugs generally take between 20 and 30 minutes to have any effect and some up to an hour no drug in such a small quantity would knock a person out for 24 hours or would affect you immediately her statement in this regard is a fabrication so now you, you can call her a liar but she can't call bill Cosby anything okay none no none one of the publications points this out related to her even this article she claims she was not raped or sexually assaulted which i do believe so he does believe that but he doesn't believe the other part okay further i went back to all the accuser stories to see when they occur with the exception of one of the woman if what they say is true it was not considered considered a rape or sexual assault in the states that they claimed it happened under the statute at the time so he did all this research karen obviously we'll take ron molina's comment in the comments we'll take his word for it Mm -mm. it wasn't rape at the states at the time that this happened he checked all the records Mm Karen. it would not even be be considered have not to mention the 15 year old in the playboy mansion i'm sure that wasn't a okay it would not even have been a crime then or now much less rape or sexual assault criminal statutes have no retroactive effect do your own checking date rape statutes did not come into being until the mid-1990s most of the women claim the incident occurred between the 60s and the 80s. Some of the women do not claim they were drugged. Others stated knowingly took drugs or were drinking. There was no reason for the woman who came forward then as there would have been no prosecution because there was no crime. They do now for monetary reasons and 15 minutes of fame. How much money have any of them made? How much money? How, how rich are they getting? This reminds me of the time when a scandal broke related to a beauty pageant when 40 women wrongfully claimed that they had in some way been sexually violated by a particular host. It was only after an attorney published he was seeking $800 million from the pageant that most come forward. After they were not successful, several told reporters they concocted their stories, mimicking other stories because they thought they were getting $20 million apiece if successful. The, <laughs> no link to this? The vast majority of these women have only come forward after a lawyer demanded Kazi pay $100 million. Where is that at? Where's that claim? The beauty pageant is not the only time this has occurred. Do your homework. Statistically speaking, 40%. By the way, 13 of these women came forward in 2004. They just didn't have their names out there, but they were ready to go in a lawsuit that was a criminal lawsuit. Or no, it was a civil lawsuit for um, the woman from Temple. So, what? You know what? Why am I reading this? All right. So, uh, making up his own facts. Yeah. Um, so that's a Cosby show. Um, give me another number chat room. We'll do one more Cosby show and, uh, we'll move, we'll move on. But like five. All right. So, like I said, though, people basically believe what the fuck they want. Right. Their minds are already, their minds already made up. Right. No matter what you say, no matter what happened, their minds are already made up. You have motherfuckers out here of congressmen and senators and shit like that saying the most ignorant shit uh no such thing as rape uh rape you have uh if you get raped you can't get pregnant because your body you know aborts i mean just the most ignorant bullshit where you're like god damn how did you get in office 
A lawyer for a woman who says Bill Cosby sexually abused her when she was 15 stated in a recent court filing that he has interviewed two witnesses who corroborate her story. Attorney Mark Strecker wrote in a sworn declaration filed in the Los Angeles Superior Court on Friday that he had reviewed photographs of his client, Judy Huth, with Cosby at the Playboy Mansion in the mid-1970s, the place and the time she says the abuse happened. How can a 15-year-old even be in a Playboy Mansion? That seems so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, was this a thing that happened often? Like, Hugh Hefner's ass should be looked at, too. Right. Her sexual battery lawsuit against Kaji comes amid a flurry of allegations that he drugged and sexually assaulted more than a dozen women. He has never been charged in connection with any of the accusations, and his lawyers denied many of the allegations. He settled with a Pennsylvania woman who, in 2005, said Kaji drugged and molested her in 2004. Kaji's attorney, Martin Singer, is seeking to dismiss Huth's suit and has called in an extortion attempt. Uh, he says Huth tried to sell her story to a tabloid 10 years ago and contends that undercuts her claim of recently discovered for psychological damage. Singer did not return a phone message from the Associated Press seeking comment Monday. The AP doesn't normally identify people who say they are victims of sexual assault, but Huff has come forward publicly in this lawsuit and at a news conference. Strecker's declaration does not provide details about how the witnesses corroborate Huff's story, but her lawsuit states that she and a 16-year-old female friend were taken to the Playboy Mansion by Kazi sometime around 1974. The lawsuit states they, they met him at a film shoot. He later gave them alcohol while they played pool before he took them to the mansion. Strecker's filing also includes... A declaration from Dr. Anthony E. Reading, a clinical psychologist who interviewed Huth and stated that in a reasonable basis, uh, as a, there's a reasonable basis to believe that Ms. Huth had been subject to child sexual abuse. Reading statement, uh, reading statement does not mention Cosby. Strecker did, uh, didn't return calls from the AP. So, yep. That's crazy. Um, and, uh, let's get into the regular. The regular news, Karen. Okay. Enough of the Cosby show. Always sickens me. Um, so North Korea mm-hmm. got a little froggy, and uh, they called Obama a monkey after their internet had crashed it. <laughs> yeah. You sure ain't the Republicans over there? <laughs> Seoul, North Korea. North Korea compared Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, to a monkey. Blamed the U.S. on Saturday for shutting down his internet amid the hacking row over the comedy, the interview. How they know we did it? I mean, how do they know? Yeah, how do they know we didn't know? Correct. North Korea has denied involvement in a crippling cyber attack on Sony Pictures, but has expressed fury over the comedy depicting an assassination of its leader, Kim Jong-un. Sony Pictures initially called off the release, citing threats of terror attacks against U.S. movie theaters. Obama criticized Sony's decision, and the movie is open this week. Because he told them to, bitch. What? What, Sony? You're talking that shit? You, I'm disappointed that the president is let down by us. We always had plans. No, you didn't. The president oh, that was made you. Right, that shit talking wasn't coming that shit, out. Talking that shit in them emails. Well, you guess who had your back when it came down to it? The black-ass president, Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. With your jokes. Anyway, on Saturday, the North's powerful National Defense Commission, the country's top governing body led by Kim, said that Obama was behind the release of the interview. It described the movie as illegal, dishonest, and reactionary. Obama always goes reckless in words and deeds like a monkey in a tropical forest. And an unidentified spokesman at the commission's policy department said in a statement carried by the official Korean Central News Agency. 
Oh, they won't even put their name to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, bitch ass. Meet me in Temecula, North yeah. Korea. They ain't true. It wasn't the first time North Korea has used crude insults against Obama and the other top U.S. and South Korean officials. Earlier this year, North the North called U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry a wolf with a hideous lantern jaw and South Korean President Park Gyeonghye a prostitute. In May, North, these niggas just basically insult you like a game of spades. These motherfuckers don't play. In May, the North's news agency published a dispatch saying Obama has the shape of a monkey. The Defense Commission also accused Washington for intermittent outages of North Korea's websites this week, which happened after the U.S. had promised to respond to the Sony hack. The U.S. government has declined to say that it was behind the shutdown. There was no immediate reaction to the White House on Saturday. According to North Korea uh, Commission spokesman, the U.S., a big country, starting disturb, started disturbing the Internet operation of a major media of the DPRK, do, uh, not knowing shame like children playing in the tag. Um, so uh, it was funny, though. So they called him a monkey, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what? Internet back off, Karen. Turn the Internet off again. <laughs> North Korea, hey, I can say whatever I want right now. North Korea not hearing this. They show like that is he turned they shit off again. Say what one more goddamn time. I dare you. <laughs> Does Marcellus Wallace look like a bitch to you? Then why'd you try to fuck him like one North Korea? Hmm? Um, oh, I'm a monkey, right? You, uh, what? One monkey don't stop no show. What this monkey does? He stopped your whole, <laughs> your whole internet show. Everybody, you know, the, the interview is one of the most pirated movies in internet history. Guess what? They're not pirating internet. North Korea. Why? Because they ain't got no internet. What North Korea and all the people that have net zero got in common? They don't got no internet. Right. <laughs> they can't even use dial up. They don't got no internet. He turned their internet off. Like when your parents come in your room and rip the cord out of the wall. Right. It was like, uh, deal with that bitch. Right. You ain't got no internet now. You're on punishment. A government, a country is on punishment. No more internet for you guys. Learn to behave. Don't you call daddy outside of his name. Mm. He's so good. Can we just talk about the goodness that is Barack Hussein Obama? All right. He has been good to me. He's so petty. It's so good. So good to be petty. Mm. You don't got to be above it. Sometimes, you know, you get tired. Like, unlike America, if he would have done this shit, like to say he would have turned the internet out in uh, New York City last week, they would be like, oh, see, he's a dictator. He can do this shit to North Korea. And there's no, everybody's like, well, fuck him right oh so good he the best man he the best president ever man for real on my list i right. put him above lincoln <laughs> and i and i guarantee you if they try to say he did it well, i ain't do nothing i don't know what y'all talking about yeah wasn't me right just like y'all said it wasn't you you know what he did the just other day me. he did uh you know he does is like you know presser with the media just went out there and was like i'm only taking questions from women today hmm that's it and niggas was mad. Like, hold up. What about me, Mr. President? He was like, you got a penis. I don't have shit to say to you. Good. Mm-hmm. He just, he the coolest, man. Then he went on vacation. He in Hawaii right now, playing Spades, him, Michelle, uh, Eric Holder. 
Eric Holder. Hi. Loretta Lynch. <laughs> you know they're having a good time. Colin Powell and Condi got next. <laughs> <laughs> Playing space. Got Jay Z mm-hmm. bumping in the background. Yep. Shit, Jay Z Blase might fly by. The smoking cigarettes and shit. Um now 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 Al, you're cutting those cards. Look, you better watch I think you played a heart earlier. Yes, I better not see that shit again, sir. Mm-hmm. No, don't be over here reneging. I said nigging. <laughs> <laughs> I can say it here, guys. <laughs> you know they get on my motherfucking nerves. <laughs> There's no mics here, so I can tell y'all the truth. Passing that crown, bitch. Right. They mm. are killing the fuck out of us niggers, and I I'm know. tired of it. I know. You know, they be like, God damn it, Eric, I thought you was going to go down there and get some justice. Right, 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 right. Oh, these Ferguson right. people on my ass because of you. Right. Well, don't worry about it. I'll be at the office in a few in a few more years, and I'm writing me a motherfucking book, and it's going to be true. I'm going to go further and say they don't even say just nigga when they're around. When, when it's just ah. them. I feel like they also say crackers. Ah. I feel like they go that far. Ah. Man, you see what this cracker uh, Hillary Clinton said the other day? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Yes, um, I would love to be a fly on the wall doing doing they like really intimate moments where like nothing's around, they not being recorded or mic or anything. I the, know that the, shit be off the chain. The black space tournament, the black movers and shakers space tournament. I watch yeah. that. Now, now I watch that over H. Well, Moni get on it. <laughs> now, goddamn it, Eric, you know Bill did that shit. <laughs> Come on, it's thirty women. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pass us some more of that Kavasia. <laughs> um, so, uh, our show ain't shit. All right, I know, right? Well, you know, I like that that Crown Royal. Uh, give me my purple Crown Royal bag. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean you lost it? Motherfucker, go get me another one. That's why I keep my Taliban playing cards. They playing with the Taliban playing cards. <laughs> yes! Mm. Osama Bin Laden, bend that bitch over and kiss it. Mm. He the big joker. Yep. <laughs> well, he was a big joker. It's just all the dead people they killed from the Taliban. Right. <laughs> um, so, also, uh, and more disappointing news, the New York Police Department said, hey, we don't want any protesting until after the funerals. Okay? We're going to bury these police officers, and then we're going to do, uh, then you guys can go back to protesting. That's what the mayor wanted. Mm-hmm. So the mayor spoke at the police officer's funeral and the police apparently in an ironic decision did not understand what protesting means Mm -mm. because they turned their backs on the mayor as he spoke. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's a protest. Mm -hmm. Um, Silent protest, but it's still a protest. Yeah, I guess they meant no protesting except for us. Right. We can protest. Y'all can't protest though, but we can protest. And every cop turned their back. And my question is now, how can I tell the difference between the good cops and the bad cops? Because everybody keeps saying not all cops, not all officers. That look like all of them. So, you know, as a person that, you know, people listen to our show, I routinely stay away from the rhetoric that of like, fuck the police, yeah, all like, these motherfuckers, blah, 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 right, you know, because I, right. I think that that's fucked up to do. I do too. Because I think, you know, probably a, a majority of cops are cool. If mm-hmm. you're going to call somebody when you're in trouble, I've had police help me out before. I've had police, me too. you know, as I've also had police be like assholes to me as, as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a stranger to that, but 
I hate the idea of just lumping them all together, but then, right. like I said on Saturday, who does stop snitching better than the police? Who, 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 who falls in the rank of silence better than the police? Who, who go, who lets wrong go unchecked better than the police? Like the, these motherfuckers really are equating Bill de Blasio saying, Hey, I have to talk to my son about his interactions with the police and warn him to be cautious. They are equating this with killing two police officers i can't relate to this and i can't support it they're, they're just wrong and they're petulant and they're um you know and 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 to me they're scary because this is this is this is the same thing that happens when a black body is lying in the streets these guys all turn their back like in unison the good and the bad nobody feels bad about it you know so yeah i i absolutely uh, I feel like this is despicable. This is despicable behavior for them to do this shit. Yeah, and I have a question. I I wonder, and maybe this is just me and just me just not knowing. What about the cops? They was like, "Well, this is what we gonna do," and somebody was like, "I'm not going." I don't know. I I mean, well, I know what happens. Well, we'll get into that in a second. They have video footage of them turning their backs. Um, I haven't seen this yet. I put it in do the chat like room. That pen? Oh wait, we got a commercial first. She does, she does. Awesome. Uh, but let me put it in the chat for people in case they want to see it. Um, there you guys go. And uh, we just gotta wait for this commercial to finish in 16 seconds. But um, yeah, but CNN yeah, had footage of it. You know, your whole job is to goddamn protect and serve, and you fucking protesting. Come on. Right, man. and and the only thing that counts is unequivocal support of you. Period. No matter if you kill people. There should be no accountability for this. Nothing's ever wrong. So they have the mayor speaking. Um, and there's, I mean, there's literally thousands of police officers out here. Yeah, this Jet, is crazy. JetBlue flew 700 uh, police officers from the West Coast. Oh, really? For free mm-hmm, to attend. So even these other police officers turned their back to not even fucking knowing what was going on. Oh, they must have started recording after they had already turned their back. I thought they were going to show them. Show them actually turning. Yeah. This is crazy. Like so I what said, did they do? Turn back around when he stopped speaking? I don't know. I don't know if they did or not. But, um, oh, man. Like I said, man, it's just so infuriating because basically what they said is by caring about your black kid more than the police, you're fucking uh, betraying us. You know, you're, you're somehow the, you know, the bad guy here because, you know, you would dare warn your kid. Meanwhile, after every killing, what do they tell us? A bunch of warnings about how to act around cops. You know what I mean? Like, that's amazing to me. Yeah, that's what the comment section say all the time. Mm-hmm. Comment section say, stand there and do nothing. Right. Don't talk. Don't argue. Don't blink. Don't look. Don't be black. Just, 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 just don't exist. And then your ass just won't get arrested. Basically, um, so uh, a high school actually banned uh, their students from wearing "I can't breathe" T-shirts and warm-ups. Uh, 
from uh they a high school's uh tournament a bat was having a high school's having a basketball tournament and they banned these kids from wearing i can't breathe shirts which they have been wearing in the warm-ups for a couple weeks now um okay. why do they wait so long i mean you know if that's what they were gonna do or did somebody finally figure out what the what it meant it was like oh no 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 well yeah that's what they're saying the boys team decided to not wear the shirt so that they could continue playing in the tournament the girls team um had too few players because they uh so too many of the girls said no we're gonna wear our shirts we rather not play than than uh not be able to wear our shirts so shout out to them and I was like, fuck that. We'll lose, forfeit, do what we got to do because this cause is greater than a goddamn basketball game. Mm-hmm. I love it. Shout out to them. That's amazing to me to have that sort of emotional maturity at that level, at that age, to be like, no, nah, this is more important than a game. Right. Like this statement needs to be made. Um, The boys, all except for one player, agreed not to wear the shirts anywhere on the Fort Bragg campus during the three-day tournament. Too few girls accepted the condition for the team to fill the tournament squad, the AP reports. Um, the, the, the coach said, I didn't even know what it meant. I thought it was a joke about how I had conditioned them so hard. I believe that because you are at a place where you can be oblivious to what's happening around you. I don't believe them. Now, I don't know whether to say, because I don't know the full story. I don't know if it's, I he said this because he was like, "Look, you guys can wear the shirts, but if if I get questioned about, it, I'm just gonna say I didn't know what was going on." Correct. Or if he said, "Um, I, I agree with this, and it's okay to wear the shirts, but I ain't trying to lose my job over this shit." Yeah, correct. Also, you know, I mean, I just I don't know. I think what is he not on the TV? Does he a basketball coach that has never heard of LeBron James, the biggest player in the NBA, wearing a shirt like this in the? He's never seen Sports Center, like it's right, and, and it's and, a stretch. Yeah, and the sad part about it is that him saying I don't, I didn't know is more believable because for some reason when you black, you just supposed to know. That's we no, don't know that he's what color he is. Oh, that's I true. I don't know what color the coach is. Oh, that's true. So he could be black. And that's decide, true too. I, I'm not doing this shit, you know. That's true too. They don't have a picture of him. No, I, I know I haven't seen a picture. Um, so I don't know, man. It's uh, they just be like y'all win but somebody say something i don't know shit yeah i mean it's and the, and the other coach didn't know either and nobody at the tournament told him and nobody at any of the games said anything like it's just very hard to believe you know and i know these tournaments probably make money for these schools and shit so it's a mm. financial situation as correct well. so for the school you lose money when they don't go you know you probably get more money as they go further in the rounds and the girls like fuck you and your money no yeah, to protect the safety and well-being of all tournament participants, it is necessary to assure that all political statements and or protests are kept away from this tournament, uh, said Principal Rebecca Walker in a written statement. She also commended the students for paying attention to what is going on in the world around them. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, but like, y'all ass can't play. I'm glad y'all are aware and alert and stand for your causes, but you still can't play here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why to protect protect uh her and <laughs> the organization. You know what's funny is it makes me wonder what would they do if a student showed up with an NYPD T-shirt? Oh, they'd have played. It wouldn't have been a problem at all. I mean, we don't know, but it no. makes you wonder. I, I got a feeling it's not going to be a problem. 
like mm-hmm. why, that's not offensive to most people nobody you know nobody and, and even if it is offensive to you fuck you you know what i'm saying e- even if you believe that you know they own some bullshit but it's like hey it's police officers and we support them and even if you're a person that's showing solidarity for the police officers they got uh killed people don't care but this might be just their way of showing solidarity for black people in general but people don't care people just feel like if you come out for a cause this quote unquote has any type of controversial about it or been on tv we don't want to twist because now everything is so instant everybody was like hey we want you to talk about our tournament but we don't want to be the top trending story on everything because you want to make a goddamn cause no you notice how um the coach for the giants was able to wear the black stripe through the logo thing where that like police officers wear when somebody's down uh, killed. Mm-hmm. You ever noticed that uh, there was no controversy about that? Mm-mm. Not one comment. Nobody disagreed. No one came out and released a statement. Cause nobody, nobody said he wasn't in uniform. Because nobody is actually for police dying. Right. There's nobody. No one's going to come out and make that statement. Because there's not two sides to this. No matter how people try to present it, there isn't a side of people that just like, hey, we support the killing of cops and there's a whole lot of us out here. We in these streets marching. It's just not, that's just not actually what's happening. Two more men have been arrested for threatening the New York police, including one who called the precinct headquarters of two officers killed as they sat in their patrol car and asked to speak to one of them. The arrest bring to, to the six, the number of those detained for threats against the New York police department since officers Raphael Ramos and Wing Jin Liu were shot on Saturday by a gunman seeking revenge for unarmed black men killed by police. Um, Tyrone, so is that what we're saying? Because why did he shoot his girlfriend, his ex girlfriend? Oh, 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 was she that don't... also about the unarmed black man killed by police? Was she police? No, she, what are you talking? Oh, now you know her death don't count. What are you talking oh, about? I, I always forget her death don't count. The death, I forget the death. She didn't die, Karen. Nope. I always forget the shooting math. The, the her being shot does not count. No, it doesn't. You're right. I forgot. It doesn't count. Uh, I, what was I thinking? I don't know, dog. Get your numbers together. Yeah. Get your I, facts straight. I'm tripping. Uh, my bad, y'all. Uh, you know how, you know how I can get sometimes. I just lose my place. Uh, but yeah, apparently, uh, her shooting, unrelated to everything. No, no protest that started and gave him the impetus for that. Mm-mm. Because you would have to start talking about other issues and nobody wants to talk about that. People narrative is like, hey, everybody's out here saying fuck the police. And that's not true. Tyrone Melville, 41 of Manhattan, that's the race, was arrested on Wednesday after he allegedly called the switchboard of the Brooklyn's 84th precinct where the slain officers were based, says Sergeant Carlos Nieves, Nieves, right? Um, um, Requesting to speak to Ramos, Melville asked if the bullets had been removed from the dead officer's head so he could kill more cops. Melville was charged with making terroristic threats, a felony, and aggravated harassment, a misdemeanor. Jose Maldonado, 26, was charged with making terroristic threats after allegedly threatening on his Facebook page to kill police officers and posting pictures of weapons. uh, Nieves, or Nieves, I guess, said... Maldonado was also arrested Wednesday. Melville is being re- represented by a public defender who could not be reached for comment. Four other people have been charged with making terroristic threats or false 911 calls 
ABC News reported the department had received more than 40 threats since Ramos and Leo was shot. Uh, Nieves couldn't, uh, could not confirm that number. Uh, compared with other countries, the United States has a strong guarantee of free speech, even when the speech displays racism, hatred, or violence. State laws, however, generally make it a crime to communicate a specific threat against a police officer or anyone else. So despite the federal speech guarantees, prosecutors have warned convictions for threats against officers. U.S. Vice President Joe Biden will travel to New York to attend the funeral service for Ramos on Sunday or Saturday. Funeral arrangements for Liu, whose family is in China, are still pending. Uh, so, yeah, well, this is like the time to be on Twitter trying to be tough, trying to meet these police officers in Temecula and shit. You gonna get get your ass him to fuck up? Yes, you will. Be in jail by fucking the time you can retweet that shit. All right. They'll be in their vehicles to meet you there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trayvon Martin's family rejects dead cop marchers. Um, sad they even had to say something, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, when have they ever caught... Trayvon Martin, first of all, Trayvon Martin wasn't shot by the police. Right. Secondly, when has Trayvon Martin or uh, family ever came out and called for any level of violence against anyone? Still, they haven't. Because they wear the other uniform, not the police uniform, but the black skin uniform, they have to come out and denounce these fucking idiots who want to kill the cops. Trayvon Martin's parents have, want nothing to do with the Trayvon Martin Organizing Committee, which is a fringe network of radicals linked to marchers calling for dead cops. Um, our family. Oh, so they took their child's name in vain and doing yep. some other bullshit with it. Come on. Yep. yep. This is one of the problems I had. I remember on uh, Twitter when, uh, Mike Brown's family, uh, said, look, we want to bury our son. We would like for people to not have protests that day. We just want it to be about Mike's life and, uh, you know, us, you know, mourning him. And I remember on Twitter there were people that were mad. And cause I said, you know what, man, it's that family. It's their moment, a tragedy. If, if, if any work you've done has really been about this and seeing him as a human being, I don't understand how you can't just go for one day. I'll, 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 I can take the day off. Right. And sit there and mark your clock. And the second, the, the, the second is over, go back to whatever the hell you were doing. Right. right. So, uh, and then people were arguing with me. I don't know. It's bigger than that. Now we do, you know, this is about bigger stuff. And I was like, but it should never be bigger than the humanity of that man's family. <laughs> right. It should never be bigger than that. Like, cause you're fighting about causes, but these right. causes affect people. And the whole cause is to say, look at these people. Right. And look at their struggle and how they're not being, people. they're not being listened to. They're not being appreciated. They're not being valued. And you're going to make your point by not listening to, appreciating, or valuing what they're asking you to do. Correct. It's just one day. Trust me. It'll be fine the next day. And that's what happened. Everybody took a day off. Everybody's back in the streets the next day. It was fine. Right. Okay. This is the ultimate example of that. When you take Trayvon Martin's name and put it on the front of something that is directly against what his family wants, that's the height of the arrogance of we're bigger than this. You're just as bad as uh, Pat Lynch using the deaths of those police as currency in a war against the mayor. You're just as bad. You're going to wait for somebody to die. So you could, you could have called this something else. You didn't have to call this that young kid's name that got killed. Mm-mm. You know, you did this to capitalize off of his name, like oh, fucking cool. internet branding. 
correct like the cynicism that it requires to do some shit like that the callousness right dude you don't care about his family either right dude when, when somebody dies you have to go tm their motherfucking name so people can't do it for bullshit like this but like look i have to buy the cut them copyrights in my child's fucking name our family is in no way affiliated with the trayvon martin organizing committee committee and we adamantly reject this unauthorized use of our son's name recently to carry a message of violence said tracy martin and Sabrina Fulton in a statement provided to the Daily Beast by Daryl Parks, chairman of the board of directors of the Trayvon Martin Foundation and legal counsel of the Martin family. As we have stated repeatedly in the past, our family rejects any kind of violence directed towards members of the law of law enforcement to, and to our community in general. It cannot and will not be tolerated. We must work together to peacefully bring about change to our communities. Violence is never the answer. The Martin family call for nonviolence echoes a statement from the daughter of Eric Garner, the New York City man who died after police officer used a banned chokehold to arrest him. A Staten Island grand jury's decision not to bring criminal charges against the officer sparked the current protest in New York City. Um, so, yeah, and it just goes on. Her statement is how she basically came out to say, hey, I support the family of the officers who were killed. Um, and, it, you know, like I said, it's almost sad she had to do it because if she wouldn't, it would have been assumed that the worst of her. She wanted these people to die. This is what they really about. No, nobody wants people to die, regardless of if you're an officer or not. People, uh, oh, that shit drives me crazy because, like, your job is to protect and serve everybody. Your right. job is not to beat, belittle, um, act like you can just treat the people that you have sworn to protect and serve any type of way and not be any recourse for your, uh, not be any punishment for your action and that's what the problem that's what people get mad and upset and then you have motherfuckers going what you mad about and that's even more infuriating when people go well what the fuck are you mad about yeah it's amazing to see people go through that um and be forced to to be put through that you know right dozens clash with police after the killing of allegedly armed black teen uh berkeley missouri which is like right outside of ferguson there was uh some people outside of a uh, gas station mm-hmm. cops rolled up said dude flash a gun at him and then they shot him and killed him um i've seen the surveillance footage i honestly don't know i can't tell if that's a gun or not in that dude's hand everyone's talking about it like it's definitively was i have no idea how you look at that tape and go that was a fucking gun now maybe there's times after i don't know if he got a shot off or something where Maybe later in the tape, if you saw, because they stopped the tape right before he gets shot. Because they're like, oh, his family doesn't need to see this. Now, you know, it's like, well, unless the unless the rest of the tape shows him shooting at the police or some shit, I don't understand what the fucking, like, why, why wouldn't that, you shot that person in public, why wouldn't it be out there for everybody? Correct. Because the footage is going to come out, and this is like, yes, I guess, it is. this is just fucking by the book procedure now. They don't release the most damning footage until after they decide not to indict. Like, same thing that happened with John Crawford, you know, where it's like, um, okay, now here's the footage from inside that Walmart. And you're like, that's not what the fuck y'all said happened. Yeah, okay. Well, my bad. But, uh, there's the footage now that those guys aren't going to go to trial. Um, but yeah, he was shot and killed, uh, reportedly 18 year old while performing a routine business check at a mobile gas station just miles away from where Mike Brown was killed and by Darren Wilson. The team was with a friend when he allegedly pointed a gun at the officer late Tuesday night. The identity of the victim has not yet been released by police, but local media have quoted Tony Martin, who claims it was her son Antonio, 
um and he was a teenager killed by the officer she told kdsk that her son did not own a gun that he had just left at home to see his girlfriend the berkeley police officer exited his vehicle and approached the subjects with one of the men pointing a handgun and point pulled a handgun and pointed at the officer st louis county police said in a statement fearing for his life the berkeley officer fired several shots striking the subject fatally wounding him the second subject fled the scene the local reports put around 100 people gathered at the gas station in the hours after the shooting. The team's body lined in the parking lot for at least two hours. Some reportedly stood near the police scene overnight. The crowd at the station included ministers, some of the people who have been active in the protests related to the fatal shooting of Mike Brown. Um, at one point, as some of the protesters grew rowdy, explosives flash, explosive flashes were set off. It was unclear by who. Also, a quick trip stored uh near mobile station was damaged by vandals before police officers closed access to it um video from the scene depicts at least a dozen police officers engaging the crowd with explosives described by st louis dispatch flashing um crowds again assembling at the gas station shortly after the shooting news channel 5 reporter john henry said the crowds were relatively calm until sometime after 2 a.m when some individuals began throwing rocks and bricks in the direction of the police a smoke device was also hurled towards the police. Um, update in the press conference this morning, St. Louis County Police Chief John Belmar told reporters that the teen aimed a 9mm handgun at the officer who fired at the suspect three times, hitting him once. Four people were arrested by police last night for assaulting officers. One, uh, one officer is in the ER after sustaining injuries, trying to avoid an explosive. According to police, the officer's body camera was not being worn and his dash cam was not activated. So just another example of, you know, maybe dash cams and all this shit can fix it. Um, They just don't turn them on. They just never seem to be working when they're shooting and someone ends up dead. Mm-mm. Police also released security camera footage that shows the suspect pointing a gun at the officer, quote unquote, though it's difficult to ascertain what, it, what, what exactly is happening. Yeah, I couldn't tell anyway, uh, and I looked at it myself. Um, I don't know how anyone can definitively say that's what it was. Um, and at the same time, you know, um, same thing with the Tamir Rice thing. I don't really know what to say about some of this shit because, like, it's early. Uh, details will be broken more and more, but more than likely we actually won't know enough of what happened and until after there's not an indictment. And then that's when all this information floods the streets and you're like, well, fuck, like, why, why didn't y'all say this at the beginning? This seems like this cop obviously fucked up, you know, but you won't know that until after there's not an indictment. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, I feel like there was something else about the NYPD shit. Oh yeah. That's what it was. Off duty black cops, uh, also feel threat from fellow police officers no shit that's what i was gonna say earlier when you said all the police turned around yeah there weren't the black ones turned around too because if you don't fall in line you have to work with these people that in some respects they're probably more scared of these people than we are so i got you got to have my back when it's time for uh when i when i'm in danger and my life's on the line i gotta call the same racist that choked a man to death and didn't see anything wrong with it you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in some ways, you almost have to prove yourself more. I'm sure of it. 
just like if a woman's in the military she got to prove it more you know a woman plays at the basketball court she got to prove it more if a black dude is on the police force he probably got to be more racist but what to prove his spot and what happened if you opted not to go to the funeral like it's so many people that have to know if you didn't go i honestly doubt there was anybody that could opt not to go that's how serious it is because because to them that's saying you chose blackness over your fellow police officers and that's exactly what they're mad at the mayor about even in this study the police officers there were 25 of them they 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 didn't want to come out and put their names next to this of course not the one only one who did was like uh desmond blaze who retired two years ago so you know what i mean yeah like football players when it comes to football players and being gay everybody comes out after the fact because they know hey i'm not a part of it so you come after me now it's not gonna matter because i'm not active on the force and we know it's systematically racist mm-hmm. that's the, the profiling they're doing the profiling the stopping frisk we know it's just racially based so it's not right. even a matter of well maybe it's kind of confused no the issue's not confused at all we know exactly what's going on here right and when i'm not in my uniform i'm just another nigger yeah so um let's talk about some other news uh, oh wait no no sean hannity has something to say um about social justice for cop killing advocates you know those advocates that kill for killing cops Karen. you've seen them the recent attacks in brooklyn and the hostage taking in sydney seem to have a common thread heinous acts by people with a history of mental illness But is that what's behind these attacks, or was it hatred of police in Brooklyn and Islamic extremism in Australia? Let's ask Dr. Michael Wellner. He's a leading forensic psychiatrist. He's also the architect of something called the Depravity Standard, which uses public opinion surveys to help courts define the very worst of crimes. Doctor, thanks so much for being here. Good morning. Nice to be here. Let's Let's start with Brooklyn. The gunman behind this said he was retaliating for the Michael Brown and Eric Garner cases. But maybe he was just mentally ill. How do we know which one it is? I, I, for, for people who haven't had an opportunity to review records, even professionals and, and who don't have access to files, that can be a very difficult distinction to make because sometimes people are driven by criminal deviance, sometimes they're influenced by psychiatric illness, and sometimes it's a bit of both. I think that what's most remarkable about the Brooklyn gunman is that while you see many, many, many arrests and a history of violence and even a, an experience where his family was frightened of him, by the time one goes through the system that many times, you're definitely going to see a psychiatrist. And if you don't have, with that colorful history, uh, a, an experience of significant hospitalization, well, then you have a lot of psychiatrists who are concluding that you have antisocial personality or you have drug problems, but not the kind of psychotic drive that we speak of when, when we find an irrational crime. Okay, so, for, for so us, you're drawing for, a distinction. I just want to make sure yeah. between antisocial behavior or substance abuse and mental illness. There are two different things. He might have had the first, but not the second. Yes, and, and from, a, from a standpoint of us as a public looking at it, there are crimes in which a person is, is playing through his own idea, an irrational idea that nobody shares, and there's a crime like Brooklyn and like Sydney where someone plays to a constituency that thinks exactly as he does, whether we choose to admit it or not. He was. So now he's this, this guy's not a lone crazy person like any other white person that shoots police. Right. 
because right. when they shoot police like when you're aiming guns on the fucking uh uh bundy ranch and shit that's just you being crazy for yourself when you're members of the tea party and you kill two officers that's not a reflection of the tea party but yet somehow this guy's a reflection of whether we want to admit it or not by the way so it's, it's so we do, we must believe this but we just don't want to admit it if we say no actually we don't think you should kill cops this person is now representing all of us guys from maryland he didn't carry out his crime in maryland he came to new york he didn't carry out his crime as soon as he came to new york he went to an area where there is established tension between the police department and local residents and said watch what i'm going to do he was using social media to brag about what he was going to do and then after he did it there were some local residents who were clapping and laughing in the aftermath and and the parallel between that and a Sydney offender is this is not a person who was isolated as the government would suggest. He had 14,000 followers on Facebook. So he had a constituency. He was a, a peace activist. There are some peace activists who experience an entitlement he, to violence. I Meaning he claims different. he was. Well, you know, Pete, there, there are some folks who work in different causes, and they may call it social justice. Somebody may work for Greenpeace and feel entitled to blow up a ship. It's violent, but they call themselves an activist with, with the idea of social justice in mind. He may have. What the fuck is happening? How is he an expert in anything? What does he do? Michael Wellner, forensic psychologist. I can't. I can't. Uh, so anyway um i thought this was funny um some people put out a video about um guns helping to heal people mm-hmm. um helping to heal them mm-hmm. big bill's pistol healing emporium um put this in the chat room for people have you been turned away from other gun shops for mental issues? Has a pinch of PTSD kept you from the AK-47 of your dreams? Then come on down to, to Big Biff's Pistol Healing Emporium. Because we're gun licensed therapists. And our customers are insane. We got ordinance for any disorder. That's right. If you're OCD, ADD, borderline, paranoid, schizophrenic, or just a good old boy with Asperger's. Don't stand your ground. Come on down. We can handle problems of any skill. Show me on the gun where they touched you. Mm-hmm. We'll help you open up and open Garrett. I'm hearing them voices again. That's just the founding father reminding him of his constitutional right to bear arms in the pursuit of happiness. No need for Prozac when you can just bust a cap. We'll pull off your straight jacket and put on a flak jacket. Come, Come on, on down, down to Big Bev's Pistol Healing Emporium, where our, our customers, customers are insane. And so are we. So, oh. <laughs> now oh. obviously, obviously there's some uh issues mental health shaming people for having different um things but i feel like their bigger nah, point say, fuck it go with it yeah i think their bigger point is they're like there's no background check there's no uh like these things aren't even considered and the nra really does support this kind of shit where it's yes, like they do. oh yeah sure this person was violent had a history of 
uh crime had all this but you know let's not rush to judgment and think they shouldn't be able to have access to a gun i mean come on that's crazy that's you're the real crazy one not wanting them to have uh weapons not having steps to be sure this person should have a weapon in their hand and all we're asking is that you make it more restrictive and the thing about it is that the people that are law-abiding citizens and the people that are willing to jump through the hoops Mm -hmm. you should i know a lot of people go well you're making an inconvenience for me yeah because you are you have something in your hands that could kill somebody you need to jump through hoops. We just not just this shouldn't be something that should be like fucking M and M's. I shouldn't be able to go to the store, pick up my counter, and buy me an AK forty seven and have her weigh it and check it out the checkout line. There ought to be some rules and regulations behind this. And my thing is like, if you're willing, going to follow the rules, you're going to take the steps. Now the thing about it is, you got crazies that don't give a goddamn about your motherfucking rules. Them people them people don't matter but i i do think that you should be checked for various different things um they got a video of uh the new jordans came out the jordan 11s karen kelly there is an increased police presence outside of the franklin park mall this morning it's all centered around the release of some new jordan shoes at finish line 13 abc's mckenzie keyline is live outside the mall to explain mckenzie Well, good morning to you both. Yeah, hundreds of people here this morning getting these brand new Jordan 11 shoes. They're a limited edition shoe that came out today and they cost around $200. With me now is the new owner of these shoes. I have with me Paul Moses and his friends. We'll put those back there because I know uh, they were a lot of waiting for these shoes. Tell us what it was. What was it like this morning being here compared to what it was like Wednesday? Oh, yeah, I got the real story. See, the police came with a better approach. It was more people friendly. See, last Wednesday, it was so crazy. I never seen people get shot with, with mace balls, getting shot 20 times or, or, what 50 it, times. or 50 times. My buddy got his hat shot off. I sure did. Now, when you say these police were better prepared, yeah, <laughs> we Wednesday. Uh, we had actually, Tony Geftos was out here Wednesday, and he was showing us some of the video of the crowds of people waiting just for a chance to get these tickets that will give you a chance to the shoe. Now, you happen to get that ticket, yeah. and how was the police better prepared today with the, all these people that have that voucher in their hand? Yeah, you know, last time the, po- the police wasn't well prepared for how many people was going to come out for these, these wonderful shoes right here. It was total chaos. They, yeah. they, they didn't expect it to be total chaos. Yeah. Huh? So, so what makes these shoes so special, though? Now that we ha- you have them, you finally have them, wh- uh, why are you, they so important to you? Let me you? tell you a little bit about these shoes. Them, you boy. see, you got the icy gum bottles. <laughs> Just lick them. He licked the shoe. Icy gum. What the hell is an icy gum bottom? Sound like some lip gloss. Yeah, these like a limited edition. These are never coming out again. Michael, right. Michael Jordan know what he's doing. And he's not lying. All right, well, we're glad that you finally got these and uh, glad everything went smoothly today. You know what? I, they're nice shoes. So, uh, of course, uh, again, everything went smoothly out here this morning as these shoes were released. Of course, we'll bring you more throughout the morning. For now, reporting live, Mackenzie Keyline, 13 ABC Action News. Oh, man, I hate they ended that video before they could get to... Um, cutting back to the news desk because the anchor's face of white supremacy is always great Uh, like it's almost like their faces should cut back and just be like uh like their faces should just come back and be like ha 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 niggers anyway (laughs) coming up next what did that dude have on his nose um i don't know is that a new fad i don't know nothing about no i'm old over here
uh i don't know man i, I forget what was the who the what was the name of the crew of people when they got the shoes and the dude was like ah it's real yeah uh, remember him remember that like oh what, what was the name of that crew because they had like a whole crew of people that were getting it um uh that, that were that were getting the shoes and um they were like talking about going to michael jordan's house and shit Them dudes one woman hilarious. said baby was gonna catch ammonia uh oh. <laughs> oh here it is oh yeah i gotta go back and revisit the crew this is my favorite, man. This is one of my favorite clips of all time. This morning. So for what would you camp outside a store for hours or days? A great deal on the plasma TV. How about the shoes? That's right. People lined up at stores all over the city overnight to get their hands on the new Air Jordans. Perhaps their feet in the new Air Jordans. Fox 46 John Donnelly live right now in North Harris County. His feet not in the shoes. John. Yes, no, I do not have any of those shoes myself, but uh, there are a lot of people here who have them. Uh, they've been on sale uh, all morning. Now, they went on sale around midnight last night, but not everybody started selling them. Uh, you can see the line outside Greens Point Mall right now from uh, our view from Sky Fox. Uh, it's been pretty chaotic here. Uh, well, controlled chaos. Uh, we saw a lot of people at one point actually running across the street through traffic uh, to the mall property. They had uh, they asked everyone to leave mall property, park across the way, and then people then uh, got the word that they could come back over here and they uh, just sprinted for it. We know we talked to some people who waited in line and some people gave up. They just said it just wasn't worth it. Crazy up in there. I don't have time to sit up in there. People are already trying to fight and everything. It's not even worth it. I'm investing these. Look at that. Ah, that's real. Oh, yes. Yo, he licked the motherfucking Jordans, though. Yes. He said, I, I, I'm investing these. I almost forgot about that part. <laughs> I'm investing these. I, ah, it's real. I ate them bubble gum drop cherry flavors like the other dude. I don't know. Yeah. But, but by the way, you can tell they're going to go back to the original woman who started talking because she got the one of them voices. I'm just stepping up. People are already trying to fight and everything. It's not even worth it. I'm investing these. Look at that. Ah, it's real. Kids, people got their babies out here. It's cold. They wrapped up in blankets. What if your child get ammonia for a pair of shoes? <laughs> what if your that child ammonia. get ammonia for a pair of shoes? What if your child get that ammonia? We giving out cleaners for shoes now? It's not worth it. Now, we do have some reports. We haven't been able to confirm that uh, some people have actually had their uh, shoes taken from them by other people uh, who uh, actually saw them waiting at a bus stop. I talked to one guy who said he was waiting in McDonald's uh, because uh, he wanted his sister to come get him because some people had just been robbed at the bus stop uh, a few feet away. So we don't know that's true or not, but it kind of gives you an idea of the level of the... Uh, uh, if you don't know that it's true, why are you reporting it, news guy? What's going on out here? And I, I got one of the guys who's got... Is he true in these streets, dog? What's, what's your name, sir? Curtis Solomon. I, I, I'm a shoe connoisseur. I've been getting shoes. It was crazy out here. Like, you know, me and... Now, he wearing his shoes. Right. Which I don't think shoe connoisseur is supposed to be doing, but... Hey, no, I, they normally collect and keep in boxes. Yeah, I don't know the rules. Mm-mm. group of my friends, you know, from Lakewood, we get a lot of money. So it's nothing to us to buy shoes. To get money, boys. <laughs> You know, from Lakewood, we get a lot of money. Yes, we do. Humble brag much? 
crazy out here. Like, you know, me and a group of my friends, you know, from Lakewood, we get a lot of money. So it's nothing to us to buy shoes. Man, we we just came up here, you know, to have fun. Like, you know, we get money, boys. We can get money. It ain't, we came up and had fun, man. There were people trampling the people over paying tennis shoes. We had a guy on earlier who said, look, this has got to stop. They got to stop. Michael Jordan got to stop doing this because yeah. someone's going to get killed. What they need to do instead of letting us come up to these miles, Michael Jordan just need to have all the shoes in his house, and we go to his house and buy the shoes. <laughs> We're going to see if you like that, Michael Jordan. Come on, talk to the people, man. Before I lie from Lakewood. Man, look, Michael Jordan needs to stop playing with all his brothers, his black brothers out here. He needs to go on ahead and let all us be able to buy enough pair of shoes, because, you know, it's a shame the little kids out here couldn't get the shoes. i seen little kids crying because they can't get shoes, though. 30 but, pair of tennis shoes man, to a stoke. Man, three, I seen one, uh, one mama was in because she couldn't get the shoes for her kids. You know, it break our hearts out here, though. But you know what? To get money, boys, we do have some shoes. We are selling. So parents, look us up, you know. All right. <laughs> On the web. <laughs> look up the Get Money Boys. Right. GetMoneyBoys.com. He's laughing like shit because he's just like, oh god, these niggas, oh shit, oh cool. Let, let, let me oh, get let, let me get out of here. Um, 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 back back to you, Bob. Back to you, Jim, oh, uh, Sally, uh, whoever's in there. Back to you. This is news gold. We're on. Oh. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, and his shirt says "Money Making Something." What does his shirt say, Care? Well, he turned around. Says, just we're on. Oh. <laughs> uh, there you go. Money making. <laughs> uh, what is that? Because it moves quick. Uh, let me see if I can freeze frame this shit. Money making something. Uh, I can't get it to the right frame. <laughs> Money making magicas. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Yeah, with a Z on the end. Oh, something like that. Uh, there you go. Money making motherfuckers <laughs> with a Z on the end. Money, oh, maniacs. That's what it is. Maniacs. M A N I A K Z. Because, of course, the Get Money Boys will never spell it right. <laughs> oh, no, never spell uh, it right. <laughs> Spelling? Who got time for that? I don't know what to say, John. Yeah, they cut back to the white dude. This is what I want to see in the last one. When they cut back to the news anchors and they're both looking at each other like, we're white. Thank God. I don't know what to say, John. Uh, <laughs> it is, I'm speechless. I did see a guy lick his <laughs> pair of shoes, didn't I? Yes, you did. Wow. Yeah, I, Money has got to be the shoes. That's worn. right. That's Thank you, Ruben Dominguez. Yeah. All right, John Donnelly live in North Houston. Watch out for the shoes. <laughs> oh, watch out for the shoes. <laughs> Look at these shoes, man. Y'all is crazy, man. Um... Hey, did you know if you drink a little bit at work, it'll actually make you better at your job, according to the Huffington Post? So, Karen, you going to start getting drunk at work or what? Nope. Most corporate offices don't condone drinking on the job, but a case may be made for reconsideration. A bit of alcohol can really support creative thinking. They used to years ago, but they was like, nah, motherfuckers get great and don't know how to handle that liquor. Nope. Researchers at University of Illinois Chicago found a certain level of inebriation can help get the creative juices flowing. In the study, participants whose blood alcohol level was slightly under 0.08% performed better in creative tasks than did their sober counterparts. The intoxicated group, however, underperformed when they were assigned memory tasks. Of course, which is kind of required for work activities. The creative peak is a blood alcohol content of 0.075. 
Um, so there's a new beer being called put out called the problem solver. It aims to make it easier for drinkers drinkers to find their creative peak. The drink comes equipped with a scale for drinkers to weigh themselves with. The bottle is labeled with an indicator for drinkers who determine how much they need to get their sweet spot. Blood alcohol content changes from drinker to drinker while a heavier person tends to require more alcohol to increase his or her BAC. A smaller person may be deemed a lightweight. The problem solver simplifies having to do all the math. The drink has a 7.1% alcohol content, which is comparable to most malt liquors. So just get you a 40, uh, 40 ounce. Mm-mm, good. Get you a, get you some slits malt liquor mm-hmm. and, uh, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to kill somebody. No, thank you. Right. I like my chest. I like to breathe. Um, so anyway, um, I just thought that was interesting. Um, cause now, right. you know, all, all right. you alcoholics at work, you know, got, you know, you got a good excuse now. Yeah. I ain't trying to be a man and grow some hair. Fuck that. Um, wait, why would you be a man? Hmm. No, cause, no, cause there's no, she, she, that, you know, that, that, uh, uh, you know, certain type of shit, what they call it, the, the bottom rock stuff and mess around. And, you know, people say you ain't strong. If you don't do that good stuff, I'm good. I tap out. Okay. All right. I'm not sure what that that sentence made any sense, but uh you ain't never heard people talk about that. They drink like brown liquor, that heavy hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 seven point one percent is not that's not heavy or hard. That's not that's nothing. You drink you drink more than that when you drink moonshine or fucking uh that 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 whiskey we got in there. That's this is nothing. But it's malt liquor. Mm-hmm. But he didn't say you had to drink malt liquor. He said it had to say alcohol content. Okay, I about to say, but I was thinking malt liquor. Oh, okay. A dad speaks out about the 21 year old who sued him to pay for college tuition. Remember last year we talked about that girl who sued her parents to try to make them pay for her college tuition. Mm-hmm. So um, her name was Cat Caitlin Ricci, 21, and she was been battling her parents over college tuition in court uh, since August 2013. Mm-hmm. On Monday, a judge ruled that. The parents must pay $16,000 towards their daughter's tuition for Temple University, where she is a student. Why? I honestly can't believe that. Earlier, another judge ruled the parents who are divorced must also fit the bill for bill for community college she attended before transferring to Temple. Why? Um, not their degree. I don't understand. This is, I honestly did not know you could do that. Uh, guess the race. Most nights before I fall asleep, I have tears in my eyes, he wrote. Thinking about how difficult my the difficulty my family is going through. My daughter is suing her mother and me for $16,000 towards college tuition, and a judge has ruled in her favor. My daughter moved out. I only ever see her in court. It's certainly not what I wanted for my family. Every day I wake up and miss my daughter. I miss talking to her, seeing her, asking her about her day, and being involved in her life. I understand that after she was kicked out of her Disney internship, a program she participated in to help prepare for college, she was upset and angry at the mother at the rules her mother and I set for her. She was kicked out of the program for underage drinking, so we had to set boundaries. They had included chores, a curfew, and summer classes. When Caitlin left our home in February 2013 to go to her grandparents, we thought we'd let her go for a couple of days. And she would come home. We called her grandparents to ask her to, to send her home. They said, no, she can stay here as long as she wants. That's when we knew we had problems. Moore and I have mutually parented Caitlin in her entire life. We've never before been, we've never before been that divorced couple that's in and out of courts. We went to court only once for our divorce. Although we may have disagreed at times, we always had Caitlin's best interest in mind. Always. I found out through Twitter 
that my daughter was attending temple university yes twitter now even after her mother and i agreed that caitlin transferred to a state college we will help her financially even though she hasn't spoken to us in almost two years a judge is telling us that if my daughter wants to go to temple she can go and we have to pay for it basically caitlin can go anywhere she wants and we have to pay we have no say i'm disappointed in the new jersey family court system for making parenting decisions for my daughter as if they know what is best for her the bottom line is she made a mistake when she got kicked out of the internship program there are consequences for her actions she didn't want to abide by our rules so she left we asked her several times to come home she never did it makes my blood boil listening to the judge tell me what my that my daughter can go to any school in the country she wants to have no relationship with her parents and we have to pay we are we offer in-state tuition she wants to go out of state common sense would say she should pay for it. the law is ridiculous my ex and i have met with legislators who are writing a new bill that protects parents from this happening again do you recognize do you realize that if you are married in the state of new jersey you are not under any legal obligation to pay for college but if you get divorced you must contribute please someone tell me how that makes sense right not only do you have to pay but apparently you have to pay for any college a kid wants to go to anywhere in the country my ex and i have five kids between us i mortgage and other expenses why didn't they take any of that into account people who are following the story have been quick to blame caitlin exclusively each and every story i read is followed by hundreds or even thousands of horrible comments about my daughter and what a brat she is well i I, while i absolutely place blame on caitlin for this the majority of it lies on her grandparents who have fostered and even financed this debacle while she lives at their house Mm, they would they probably want to pay for that lawyer she had the other time what kind of people encourage their granddaughter to sue their own, her own parents their son most days i'm sad even depressed that something so private is now public it's only uh it's only when i'm home with my wife or coaching my basketball players that i feel like myself my ex and i want to help our daughter we want her to be successful in life but we would also like to have some influence in her life yeah I, like how are you gonna take their money but then not allow any of their like influence or advice or mm-hmm. any of that shit. Right. Cause that goes along with it. Like if, if you're going to be living in somebody's house, you have to buy by their rules. If you're going to be taking their money, you have to buy by the stipulations that come along with that because that's their money, not your money. Bitch, you ain't work for a motherfucking dime of that goddamn money. No. The second you, you chose, it's not like they put you out. You opted to go. If that's the case, let your goddamn grandparents pay for everything. Why is this coming out of my pocket? And I don't blame I'd fight for that motherfucking law to be changed too. Because why is it that if we stay married, I don't have to pay for shit. We get divorced, I gotta pay for shit. No, once you become a certain age, you're grown. You're grown. Yeah. You're grown. Do what grown people mean, do. Pay for their own shit. And it's obvious that, you know, the grandparents are playing a big role in this. Right. You know, because, I mean it wouldn't even make sense to come at the, you know, to, to approach it this way unless your grandparents had your back in some way, you know, yeah. she probably played them too. All right. And, 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 and the, the, the sad part about it is that it's a, basically a lot of family It's destroying relationships because now you have, uh, <clears throat> a mother and a father's who relationship is broke with their daughter. Now you have a father whose relationship is broke with his parents now. You know, so it's just one of those things where it's like you're in a catch-22 because you want my money, but you don't want to abide by any of my rules. And why in the fuck would the state have a rule like this? Uh says Caitlin, um, 
you know, the parents, of course, want input. So he presented a plan for his daughter to go to college that said, hey, here's financial help, but she needs to move home and attend counseling. He asked the same, you know, he asked the daughter, what's her plan? And she said, I just want them to pay for college. Uh, Caitlin Ricci's lawyer, Andrew Rochester, provided the following statement to Yahoo Parenting. Since Caitlin has moved in with her grandparents, she has gotten into no trouble and her grades have gone up. She's a solid A to B college student and works a 30 hour job. Mr. Ricci should be proud of her accomplishments instead of disparaging because he doesn't want to pay for her education. It really doesn't matter if Caitlin was going to Temple, Rutgers, Mont St. Clair, or Harvard. Mr. Ricci has made clear he wasn't going to pay no matter what school Caitlin went to. Mr. Ricci and Mrs. McGarvey based on their income, certainly have the ability to pay. We gave them options not to pay cash out of hand, and they decided not to avail themselves of those options. Well, my thing, like I say, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this is just the way I was raised, whatever, and the way I feel about college. Why is it a parent's obligation to pay for a fucking degree that they're not going to earn? We have tricked so many Americans in our country to go into debt for their child for a degree that they will never earn and they will never get. If you want to do that as a parent, great, wonderful. It's a wonderful investment. But at the same time, as a parent, you are not obligated to pay for your child's higher education you're not obligated to go in debt for a degree that your child might get there but like fuck it i don't feel like graduating Mm -hmm. and you're stuck with loans for a college that you never attended or went to Mm -hmm. that makes no sense to me i agree karen anyway let's get to our next segment uh or next uh story okay um oh wait no not this one i've already uh figured that out that's a guess the race, I believe. Um, let me make sure that's right. All right, so uh, let's go to our next segment, which is Baller Alert. That's right, Karen. BallerAlert.com. Yes. Five star chicks. Let's do it. Um, so the, today's baller alert, um, story is groupie tales. I slept with future in Miami. Ah, <laughs> that groupie tales. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be good and ratchet. Yes. Baller alert. Now you may not be familiar with. Future's uh, musical offerings. I'll play a song for you. I just want to take you out and show you off. You already know that you're the perfect one. Girl, when I'm with you, feel like a champion. Ever since I got with you, I feel like God won me a trophy. A trophy. I want me a trophy. I want, I want, I want a trophy. A trophy. I just wanna take you out and show you how. You already know that you're the perfect one. Girl, when I'm with you, feel like a champion. Ever since I got with you, I feel like I don't want me a trophy. 
you already know that you're the perfect one. Girl, when I'm with you, feel like a champion. Ever since I got with you, I feel like God won me a trophy. Hey. All right, so that's that's future care. We got a recent um get back. We got a recent tale on future who we couldn't wait to post. Apparently this all went down last weekend in Miami. I guess the reader is as eager as we are to see what future is working with. Check out below. Of course, disclaimer. Group of tales are submitted by our readers. We cannot confirm 100% accurate of any story posted. Want to share your story? Email 118 at ballerlert.com. You can remain anonymous. I don't usually kiss and tell. But I just had to tell this story. Mm. So this weekend I was invited to Club Story. One of my promoter friends said that Future would be there. I've always thought Future was mad sexy. So I definitely couldn't miss this event. So I decided to wear something that would stand out and went with an all white number and gold accessories. As I got to the club, my promoter friend escorted me and my girl to the VIP where he had a bottle of Ciroc waiting on us. We started drinking and turning up until about 3 a.m., when Future arrived at the club. Damn, he arrived at three? I was was, on time. I was in the upstairs VIP when I spotted him in the downstairs VIP section. I figured, here's my time. I went downstairs and started making my way to his area. I noticed there were several ballers there that night, like John Wall, but they were the least of my concerns. Mm. I somehow made my way into his section. I was so shocked how easy it was. Plus, I was the only girl in the section, but I didn't care. He looked so sexy in a black and white sweatsuit. And his hair pulled back in a bun. Oh, my God. I was literally in arm's reach of him. But instead of touching him, I just danced flirtatiously and keep trying to make eye contact. But I couldn't tell if it was working because he had on black shades. He wears shades indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what's funny to me is, so who she dances seductively with? By herself? Because she said she was the only woman in VIP. Yeah. So after like 30 minutes, he made his way to the DJ booth. And when he did, when he did, I did as well. Damn, she was stalking this nigga. Of course. I stood up. She seen future in her future. She did. Uh, I, <laughs> I stood up on a platform near the booth where I know for a fact he would see me and began dancing as he and DJ Khaled performed songs. While dancing, I glanced up and saw him whisper to a friend of his that was wearing all red suit. Uh, all red oh, sweatsuit. Okay, but so who's this? Santa, what's happening? Right, his friend then looked at me in motion with his finger to come here, so I quickly yet nervously made my way to him. He told me that Future would like some company later. I gave him my number, and he said he'll get at me when, and then walked away. I noticed him leaving the club, and a few minutes after I left as well, my friend decided to stay longer with some of her friends that met us there. Walking to the car, received a text saying, come through, with the address and the room number. Damn. When I got to the floor of the hotel, it was a bodyguard at both ends of the hallway. One of them was asking who I was looking for. I said, future. He then asked for my phone and ID. My head, uh, in my head, I'm like, he better not be f- the fucking president or something. They are doing the most. Oh, he better be the fucking president or something. They are doing the most. But I still gave him both and then he escorted me to the door. As yeah, I walked in. It was like, no pictures and we won't know who the fuck you are. As I walked in, future was sitting on the couch playing beats and singing while smoking a joint. And drinking out of a phone cup. LOL dude looked like he was in the studio. I said, I hope I'm not interrupted. With a smile, he flashed me a sexy ass smile and said, Nah, mama, you good. I swear to God, I swear to, I swear I wanted to fuck him right then and there, but I kept my composure. As I walked towards him, he then stood up and gave me a hug and told me to give him a minute and ask if I wanted to hit the joint. I don't usually smoke shit, but it was future, so I agreed. We then started talking about so many things like the music industry. 
the government. <laughs> ha! Sorry. And what? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a serious conversation with motherfucking future about the government. Ah! To be a fly on the wall. Uh, catching that, that secondhand smoke. I know. Um, and what's but going on? girl, what do you think about Barack Obama? I feel like he says it in auto tune. What you think about the government? Um, and that's going on in the world. And what's going on in the world? They also talked about that. I could tell he was fascinated by the intellectual conversation we were having, just like I was. He also said I was. Intellectual? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Critical thinking, mind-challenging, life-changing conversation you two were having? Okay. With the woman he texted, come through. He also said I had pretty feet. It threw me off, but I found it kind of cute and weird. Then he started playing oh, his beat. Oh, you homosexual? Huh? Future and homosexual now. Get up in them feets. Then he started playing his beat that sounded like an old 90s R&B slow jam. I got up, started dancing in front of him. By this time, I was high as a kite, so I had no shame. LOL, I could feel he was getting on hard. So I kept dancing, then smiled and said, Oh, man, you done fucked up. Uh, and then grabbed my hand and led me to... uh the bed then he asked me to strip and i did just as i was told he grabbed a rubber and went to work this man fucked like there was no tomorrow and with so much stamina his dick was above average but not horse dick big and he did he hit every wall the, <laughs> he hit every wall oh lord how this changed to his ain novel the, <laughs> what the hell is happening here the sex was so sensual and unfiltered like we have known each other for a while the sex was the best he hit it from the back. He gripped a chunk of my ass and began biting softly on my back and worked his way to my ass. Mm, he ate that ass. I hear you, future. Of a strange woman you met at the club who was dancing all night. Mm-hmm. It felt so passionate, I almost forgot this was my first time ever meeting him. That passionate ass eating, it'll do it to you every time. <laughs> we Did he motivate that butt too while he was at it? We went from position to position for almost an hour. I never knew I could come so much. And so hard, he even made me squirt. I saw he was about to come, so I made him pull out and took off the condom and sucked the soul out of his dick. <laughs> yes! Oh, Lord, not the soul. I think Zane did write this. Zane, is this you, baby? You oh. got the lot of us, Zane. Yes, I let him come in my mouth. And for the first time ever, I swallowed every bit of it. LOL, I actually, it actually wasn't so bad. The look on his face was priceless. As we laid naked, we smoked another joint and talked a little more before he started to yawn and doze off. He told me he planned to leave in a few hours, so before he booted me, he first, first I decided to say I had to be at work soon and that's, a, uh, that it's about time for me to leave. He agreed. <laughs> I, she made it sound like some passionate soulmate shit. <laughs> then it was like, uh, yeah, bitch, I just know that you gotta go. Right. <laughs> Get the hell out. Correct. Oh, no, no, no. I actually have to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do have to go. I began putting on my clothes and he put on his sweatpants and gave me a hug and kissed me on the forehead, not the mouth. Uh, then, <laughs> then mm. walked me to the door. He t- like, not the nasty shit you just did. No, thank you. He told me to check in when I made it home. I agreed I had to get my phone and ID back from the bodyguard. I mean, <laughs> these niggas like Secret Service. Right. They're going to be like, um, yeah, bitch. Because they do take pictures and post their dicks and shit on the internet. Right. So, so they was like, look, we're going to take phones. and uh we need your id who are you i made my way home when i got home i texted to let him know and he responded by saying he enjoyed my company and to keep in touch 
I would have thought it would, I, I would feel ashamed, but I actually felt very accomplished. I just slept with future. Oh my God. Everything about the experience was awesome. I would definitely do it again. He is so humble. Sex sissy is tripping. CC is tripping. Oh, Sierra. Sierra is tripping. Right. You know what? And honestly, for a lot of their protection, they have to do that shit. Like take your ID, take your phones and shit. Cause yeah, they be sitting, they, you think them niggas don't be watching other people's dick pics get posted on Instagram and, mm. and Tumblr and all that shit? They're like, not me and not mine. Gotta go to the comment section though. Cam. The best part. Tony responds, you should rename groupie tales to suck and fuck for free. <laughs> jealous much? Sounds like she's right. peanut butter and jealous. Yeah, she peanut butter and jealous. Got KY jealous all in her vagina right now. <laughs> ah! I serious, seriously, the last few groupie tales have had zero respect for themselves and did things that you should say for your real man. At least he, she, they should have asked about STDs or STIs. No, uh, comment by formerly known as Ginger. Can somebody please submit a groupie tale about Meek Mill? She just want to see Meek Mill get that dick. <laughs> she just want Meek Mill to give some dick to somebody. Yeah, she's like, hey, since we're doing the groupie tales, mm-hmm. I, this, this, this is who else is on my wish list. Bad Gal C says, LOL, this is a good one. Uh, a simple bijou has a smiley laying on the ground laughing. Says, well, if that's all she wanted. Comment from Toya Johnson. Find it very disrespectful because he was probably still publicly with Cece and she should have respected that, but she a hoe anyways. I bet he never called her ass again. He ain't shit. That he ain't he ain't that all that cute either. Damn, hater. You hate you gonna hate her cause you ain't her. Right, drinking that hater right. Uh Bryce Bundle says, I love reading these. Makes me wanna have one night stand with someone in the public eye. Again, LOL. It's Miko Dollar says, a simple bijou basically shaking my head, but I'm mad she said accomplished. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Miko Darling also said, Toya Johnson, I believe this happened a week ago. Sierra and Future were not together. V says, not hot. Good sex, okay, but no Christmas gifts? Groupie is the right term for these tales. Oh, Lord. Mm. Do you get no Christmas gifts? What about your babies? Hmm? What your kids gonna get? Uh, Xbox One? from future because you ain't getting no xbox one what you doing letting them fuck comment by nico rose apparently my aspirations are too high i guess i should aim to sleep with a baller so that i may feel accomplished oh yeah i need to have an intellectual conversation before i get smashed (laughs) (laughs) right they never disappoint they so good oh vol alert y'all the best y'all the best sight y'all took over my love for boxing uh, 11-8 says, Toya it was last weekend, so he wasn't with Sierra and hasn't been for a while. LOL. Sandy Cheeks, we know her. Mm-hmm. She came in and said, sad, 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 sad little bike rack. If you are going to fuck, at least get something out of it other than some community dick. Shit, let Drake knock my ankles loose. He'll be paying my student loan debt, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you ain't fucking me for free Drake gonna have to write them checks out to Sally Mae <laughs> right Chaz Harvey says it's called a groupie tale not confessions of a side chick or inspire, inspiring prostitute I think she meant aspiring I wonder what do you expect the stories to say the entire point is a one night stand with whomever but I like future and this story sounds legit still waiting on a couple more uh, single single underscore black underscore female Says Chaz, our second debt. 
<laughs> Sangle. S-A-N-G-L-E. Sangle. Mm-hmm. KD says, hmm, I wonder if he moans in auto-tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Marcy just put three sad faces. Oh. V says, I expect a bitch to get off her back a few dollars richer than she was when she laid on it. When sex in a millionaire. But alas, y'all are right. As I said before, the term groupie tail, tail for my taste, T-A-I-L-E. I mean, T-A-I-L is applicable. Spencer says, this tale sounds kind of fake to me, shrugging. And Lola Marie said, damn, she said suck the soul out of his dick and felt accomplished by sex and future. These statements alone make me done with life, laughing my ass off. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, baller alert. Wow, we appreciate you. They need uh they need better titles for their groupie tales. Like it should have been like On My Back to the Future. You know what I mean? Something like that. <laughs> maybe uh <laughs> maybe uh see the future coming. Uh, yeah. That would have been good. <laughs> soul sucking future. Mm-hmm. Suck the soul out of his dick. <laughs> oh man. Um let's see, what do we want to talk about? I guess we should get to the games. Okay. Uh let's go to well, we don't need to do fucking with black people. Mm-hmm. We, we already did that did all that shit. Yeah. So I guess we'll just go straight to guess the race. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, that's double. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all of podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. All right, let's get right into it. Um, Here's one. A Indiana woman was charged after throwing bacon and sausage at a Framingham police station. Oh, shit. Bacon <laughs> sausage. Why isn't that beat? I wonder if she was inspired by the protest, Karen. She may have been. Planned woman arrested, accused of walking into the Framingham police station and throwing uncooked bacon and sausage at the dispatcher's window. News Center 5's Mary Saladin is live in Framingham with more on what the woman said about why she did it. Mary? Well, Erica, she claims that God told her to do it. A judge is concerned the woman may not understand what she did. God told me to come over there and feed the pigs. Lindsay McNamara of Ashland represented herself in court. Somebody doesn't get me. I, I don't know who it is, but somebody doesn't get me. The 24-year-old is now charged with disorderly conduct and malicious destruction of property for the mess she allegedly made this morning at Framingham Police Headquarters. She walked into the lobby. She was holding a Dunkin' Donuts box, and she walked up to the front window. When the officer greeted her, um, asked her if he could help her. She said, I'm 
here to feed the pigs. McNamara then allegedly reached into the box and began throwing raw bacon and sausage at the officer, smearing the greasy meat onto the bulletproof glass. It's clear she may need help. The judge agreed. He went on to explain to McNamara that she had a right to an attorney and that anything she said could be used against her. The judge eventually called McNamara's parents forward, told them he was postponing the arraignment and ordered a mental evaluation. McNamara's mother assured the court her daughter is a good person. She just needs some help. The judge rescheduled arraignment for February 9th and advised her family to get an attorney. Live at Framingham Police Headquarters, I'm Mary Saladin, WCBB News Center 5. All right, guys, guess the race of uh, Lindsay McNamara, um, waster of bacon. Apparently so. Pig for the pigs. Um, let's see what they say. Uh, the other white meat. Ha! <laughs> One who doesn't season her food because she cook when she cooks it because the privilege has a, a taste bud seasons it as she chews it. Trolling the police white, trolling white woman that will be let off with suspended charge in the small fine. She devil, white, 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 all the privileged white. Still alive, white. Now you know blacks don't waste any pork, whites. <laughs> that was Lex. Uncooked bacon fat, white. Um, white woman, black woman, not wasting good bacon. Big mama would say if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. Oh, Lord. Lips as thin as the hair she would leave in said comb. I doubt a black person would waste bacon, white. Whiter than the cheese and my grits. Pink nips. Ah! The correct answer is, and uh, you guys all got it right. She was white. <laughs> and I can't find a picture of her for some reason because Google's search engine for the pictures is failing right now. And. Maybe if I try a different search engine, because I want y'all to see a picture of her. Let me see. Let's see what I can do, guys. Uh, images. Um, man, these pictures. They got pictures of the bacon laying on the ground. <laughs> that they do now. And the sausage. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Google's having some issues. Let me see if I switch to Yahoo. And try doing that. See image? No, it still took me to Google. Um, let's see Yahoo. Let me get y'all some music while we go through these technical difficulties. Um, here's uh J Cove, January twenty Enough to cure blindness, Carolinas, finest. You knew that already. The terms of the greatest, I proved that already. And if you would like, I'd do it twice. I just sharpened my blade for a minute, became lost in my ways. It's for my niggas that was tossed in the grave. Every so often I fade deep in my thoughts and they get lost in the days we used to play before your coffee was made. 
got the call, nigga got caught with a straight. Hope he's okay. Just got paid with Cochran, got paid the free OJ. Just to share my life on the stage in front of strangers who know a nigga far too well. And that's the danger. Know me better than I know myself. I rip a page out my notebook in anger and let these thoughts linger, singer. Don't give them too much you. Don't let them take control. It's one thing you do. Don't let them take your soul. If you believe in God, one thing's for sure. If you ain't ain't too high. If you ain't too low. And you ain't too low. What's the price for a black man life? I check the toe tag. Not one zero in sight. I turn the TV on. Not one hero in sight. Unless he dribble or he fiddle with mics. Look out the window, cause tonight the city lit up with lights, cameras, and action. May no man alive come through and damage my faction. I brought you niggas with me, cause I love you like my brothers and your mothers like my mother. Think we need a plan of action. The bigger we get, the more likely eagles collapse. All right, I don't know. I can't get it to work. Every time I try to click on a picture, it says the server is down. All right, well. Yeah, my Firefox is cutting the food. It is? Yeah. All right, I don't know. Is it our internet? No, because you, know, you work I can see working. people in the chat. Yeah, everything. They work. were very disgusted with me picking J. Cole. Me so, too. Um. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess the chat is working. It's just something to do with these uh these pictures. It just keeps. Yeah, it was like, nope. Um. Uh, um, Google is like, but bacon. Fuck you. All right, well, let's do another story then. Um, we can get this to load. Um, maybe everything's having a problem. Maybe I should close Firefox. That's it. All right, let me close Firefox and try to bring it back up. Yeah, because I'm using Firefox, and the Firefox is just not being user friendly right now. All right, I'll play some other music. Here is um, no J Cole Prime. Okay, it's uh, Royster Five Nine DJ Premier. <laughs> I'm just a regular chilling with thugs and legends. I got deceased contacts in my phone. I never delete. I keep my cellular plugged in the heaven. Somebody nudge the reverend. Tell him I'm selling a white girl like I'm Starbucks, Uggs, and leggings. All of these hugs and kissy emojis killing my foji. All of these soldiers killing a foji. I told him to chill, but still I'm my OG. Wish I could go back in time and keep it real with my old lady. I asked, would she rather deal with a dope tree or would she rather deal with my cold feet? That's a wild question. May the best man win and may I be the best man that I could be everywhere I'm at with my wedding. Get live rounds from guns at a gigantic Cause you wouldn't bow down like the front of the Titanic You're gonna die, damn it I'm bringing drama through your homicidio Like I'm trying to say homicide in Spanish My nigga Joel Ortiz said That sound good That sound good, we good right there That sound good right there Yo, I don't know what it is Just, it won't connect on any level with Firefox or any of that stuff. Even Internet Explorer won't open up another tab. I don't even know how we're still on the air. Oh. So, yeah, um, I'm just having trouble just... Even getting back into the chat? Right. All right. Let's uh, give give me a second. Um, oh, you know what? Fuck mm-hmm. it. We'll just, we'll just do the stuff tomorrow because I can't even do the stories, Karen. I don't have any links. Oh, okay. So nothing's coming up right now. Yeah, nothing, okay. nothing comes up right now. Um, so we'll just have to come back tomorrow. We'll do a bunch more stories and shit. Uh, sorry guys. Don't know what's going on. 
hopefully uh we can fix this in the interim but uh mm-hmm. either way it would require closing this shit saving it and bringing it back up and all that and i don't know if it'll work or not yeah so we had some technical difficulties but uh we decided to give y'all some bonus overtime uh should we tell the people on um should we tell the people on um on twitter and all that stuff to come back completely up to you do you i think we to? should karen i think we should indeed let me put Lindsay mcnamara the uh ham-fisted police uh police uh anti-protagonist i don't know let's put her picture <laughs> up there that's what she looks like that she look like a damn bacon hater she probably she probably in peter i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> um so let me uh tell the chat real quick we got it back up and running let's finish guessing the race and i'll put a link to the show on our twitter mm-hmm. um all right so boom let's go to the next story okay let's do this um here's one a louisiana woman was nabbed for forcefully stealing the shoes off an 11 year old boy's feet oh my chest <laughs> Chelsea Brim, uh, wait, Chesley Brims, Brimberry, the Louisiana woman who's 36 is jailed after allegedly trying to forcefully steal shoes off of an 11 year old boy. Following Saturday afternoon's attempted theft, cops arrested Brimsbury based on a description provided by the young victim after being collared. She stated she could not believe she was being arrested for trying to take shoes from an 11 year old kid. Police noted that Brinsbury blood alcohol can- content was measured at more than three times the legal limit for motorists, uh, but though it doesn't say she was driving. While being booked in the jail, she re- reportedly told a cop, when I see you, I will kill you. She also tr- twice tried to run out of the jail. She's locked up in lieu of $7,500 bond. She was charged with attempted robbery and public intimidation. The affidavit does not disclose what kind of shoes the child was wearing. Must have been them new, uh, them new Jordans. Mm-hmm. Uh, she must have wanted to lick the bottom. Let's see the chat room. Run them sneakers, homie. Black, says Mr. Stuffington. Uh-huh. It's real, says C-Money. Black. Threatened the cop and didn't get that charge. Too white. Chuck E. Cheese, says Leonard Brothers. White. He had those new Jordans and black people can't resist them, uh, says Deanna. She wanted them shoes for her baby's feet so she didn't catch the ammonia. Black. Ah! Oh, white, says Jump Off. The correct answer is, you guys are all over the place, she was a white woman. She was white. Her head mm-hmm. looked a hot mess. Oh, a hot, hot mess. <laughs> Many of you guessed black. Really got that bad head. Karen, you have to wait till after the booze. We do this show five days a week. Wait till after the booze so the audience can hear your ad libs. I'm sure they would love to hear how funny it was. Now, oh, what'd you say? I said she really got that bad head. Oh, there you go. All right. Messed up the timing with you. Anyway. <laughs> My bad. A man, a man is wanted for pulling a gun on a McDonald's worker because the order was wrong. Oh. My spirit animal. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't care no more. This is how you know you ain't, you broke though. Yeah, yes. 
gun on the workers. Been my last five dollars. Samantha Fisher in for Ann Holt. And I'm Eric Egan in for Bob today. The man wasn't robbing the fast food restaurant. He wanted the McDouble burger he ordered and he didn't get it. Now Metro Police want your help to put that man behind bars. News 2's Joseph Pleasant has the story from North Nashville. McDonald's slogan is, I'm loving it, but one man wasn't loving it when he came to this McDonald's and he got his order wrong. What he did next has Metro Police searching for him. When Dimitri Johnson pulls into the drive-thru of this McDonald's on Brick Church Pike December 18th, nothing seemed out of the ordinary. The 21-year-old made his order and then drove away. But he noticed he was missing his McDouble burger, so he returned to the drive-thru. The manager said no problem. He would bring out a McDouble. He asked Johnson to wait. Johnson got tired of waiting, so Metro Police say he walked into the McDonald's, pulled a gun and racked it, and then demanded that they give him his McDouble. But that's not all. He had three women with him, and they demanded that they be handed hot fries and soda. After the group got their burger, fries, ah! and drinks, they left the restaurant. Metro Police were able to identify Johnson based on McDonald's staff descriptions. We did some checking. He has some previous arrests for theft and weapons possession. Luckily, no one inside the McDonald's was hurt, and Johnson didn't steal any money. All he wanted was his burger. Now, Metro Police want him on a charge of aggravated assault. If you know Johnson's whereabouts, give Metro Police a call or call Crime Stoppers. Off Brick Church Pike, Joseph Pleasant, Nashville's News 2. They say the food is a little addictive. All serious, in all seriousness, no. The workers at the McDonald's would not talk about what happened. We reached out to McDonald's corporate headquarters, but we're still waiting to hear back. All right, so some people were saying it was inaudible or something. They couldn't hear it. Mm -hmm. His name is Dimitri Johnson. He ordered some food to drive through. They gave him the wrong order. He came back. He had ordered a McDonald's. He was with three women. Um, they said, okay, we'll make you a McDouble. It was thought mm -hmm. it was, he thought it was taking too long. So he went inside with his gun, pointed it at the manager, said, I want my McDouble. But in addition, for my three women friends, I, I want hot fries and Cokes. And, uh, he got it. Then they left. Dimitri McDonald guessed the race. They ain't looking for no women. Nigga, I said double burger with cheese. Mustang still impediment primate, says Leonard Brothers. Oh, my. Run them fries, homie, black. <laughs> Not run them. Uh, black. I said double burger with cheese, black, says Chuck Spears. Uh, going back to, uh, I think that was, uh, was that boy, boys? No, it was Menace, Menace Society. Proud gold toothless owners. Uh, oh. even with a gun, you can't get in your way. You can't get in your way, McDonald's. Sadly, black, says Black Rob. <laughs> the first time he's ever felt being sad to be racist. He really wanted some some hot mustard sauce, Cam W says. The correct answer is black. Yeah, he but he busted in there with the uh, Ratchet Angels, and they ain't going for the Angels. They just going after his black ass. A McDouble, a McDouble is on a dollar menu now, right? Menu. And I can guarantee all together they gave them five dollars for food. Yeah, man, you know you gonna catch a a fucking ten year bid for a fucking McDouble, then press three over oh, dollar, three tramps over dollar. Um, all right, let's go to the bonus round. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. 
that's right double the points double the race for the bonus round of guess the race so far everybody's all over the place let's see if they can keep it going all right a son shot his father six a dad in bayview is recovering after police say he was shot in the eye by his son it happened after another son attacked dad because of a christmas gift channel 5's lauren kendrick is live with the crime and the details that could save your life lauren yeah mel cameron county sheriff omar lucio says this all started when the father gave his teenage son a fishing pole for christmas christmas lights are still hanging from the crime scene Cameron County Sheriff Omar Lucio tells us Christmas Day ended in violence at this Bayview home. The young 16-year-old was very upset because he claimed that the rest of his friends, they either got a car or pick up for Christmas, and that all his father provided for him was sufficient rut. The father struck the boy on the head with a baseball bat. A 14-year-old brother got involved and went out to the family vehicle where he knew a shotgun was kept in the trunk. Well, the young 14-year-old discharged the weapon, and he discharged it twice. The second time, she hit his father and part of the face and part of the shoulder. Lucio says the father will lose that eye. The 14-year-old took off driving a vehicle. Sheriff's deputies spotted him in an open field. While he was running from authorities, he ran into another vehicle. We wanted to know how this could be prevented. Sergeant Michael Brooks with the Harlingen Police Department shows us how easy it is to put this gun lock on a weapon. In a matter of seconds, the weapon is disabled. Well, I absolutely think it would help uh, pre prevent things like that. If the weapon can't be fired, then it won't be fired. Sergeant Brooks suggests keeping guns unloaded. He also says it's a good idea to talk to your kids about firearms. Teaching them awareness about the weapon, teach them how it works, when to use it, how to use it, how to clean it, be there with them, get their hands on it. That way it, they lose the curiosity on it and they don't want to mess with it. He says you can get a gun lock at any local hardware store. The Harlingen Police Department provides gun locks to the public. Anyone can get one for free. However, he says not many people take advantage of this program. But then again, I don't think the public knows about it either. Sergeant Brooks is hoping this will cause more people to take advantage of the program and learn to lock up their firearms. And again, you can go and get one of the gun locks just like this for free at Harlingen PD. The 14-year-old is the only person facing charges as of now. He is facing charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and evading arrest or detention with a motor vehicle. Reporting in the studio, Lauren Kendrick, Channel 5 News at 6. All right, guys, so guess the race in the chat room. Let's see what you guys say. Sounds like spoiled white brats. Teach a Mexican to fish, he'll shoot you and steal your oranges. Oh, my. He wanted a car to fit all the 15 of his friends into at once so they can drive around, talk, taking all our jobs. Oh. Run them wheels, hombre Latino. One whose back can be used as a slip and slide Latino. Allowed to drive with a shotgun, white um the correct answer is white now i don't have a picture of him i just know that that shit was racist it's white come on and my thing is this and maybe it's because i'm being cynical i understand we need to talk about gun safety and all that shit but uh he went upside his baby's head with a bat mm -hmm. <laughs> his other brother was like fuck that so i guarantee you that the last first time this happened Okay. So they mm -hmm. skipping past the abuse. Okay.
for all y'all to guess white and for those who guess anything else White is obviously the only answer, guys. <laughs> Not the only answer. I don't even know what the hell y'all were thinking with that one. Um, evading policing and then breathing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back to McDonald's. Um, <laughs> a man groped a McDonald's worker through the drive-through. Um, a Pennsylvania man was charged yesterday with an assortment of crimes after he allegedly reached it to a McDonald's drive-thru and fondled a female employee working the night shift. <gasps> what was she doing was working the night shift if she ain't wants to get felt up, baby? Them big old titties. Mm-hmm. Your big, your big McDonald's McTitties in my face. Michael Jenkins, 23. With, with the McNipples. Guess the race. And another man walked up early Thursday morning to the eatery in Upper Darby, a Philadelphia suburb. Walked up. That's not good. Jenkins reportedly flirted with the 31-year-old McDonald's employee and offered to pick her up later that day for a date. The worker reportedly ignored Jenkins. Of course, she's on the clock. Before departing the window, Jenkins reached in and grabbed the woman's breast, cops say. After the victim shut the window, she spoke with the manager, who then called 911. Jenkins went from the fast food restaurant to a nearby bar where he was arrested by the cops. Man, a terrible getaway. Jenkins was charged with indecent assault, public drunkenness, harassment, and disorderly conduct. He was later freed on an unsecured bond of $30,000. A lot of bad choices in life. Where'd he get that money from? Mm-hmm. When Jenkins was confronted by an officer, he admitted to being at McDonald's, according to affidavit. Yeah, I'm a latest man. Jenkins told the cop. <laughs> that girl over there wants me, he added, referring to the <gasps> McDonald's employee. In August, a Florida man was arrested for allegedly, who cares? Uh, guess the race of Mr. Michael Jenkins, 23 years old. Jenkins, black, says Sparger. So he is going with, uh, now y'all know I watched Conan the other day. Um, if you stay after the credits, Conan's last name is Jenkins. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. Joe basically says black. Hi, Conan Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Cliff Huxtable says C money. So that's black. Um, all right. I guess the guesses are winding down as football begins. So I'll go ahead and just tell you right now. He was. Karen, what race is this? That's a white dude. He was white, y'all. White. All of you missed it. Yes. How does it feel? Now, I feel like there's a little bit of uh, what Justin would call wiggerness in there, you know? Now, I would never use that term, but Justin definitely would. So oh, yeah. y'all write him at rhyme over reason. Yeah, he, I feel like he, he hangs out comments. with black people. He reminds me of the uh, what was that dude from last week? The duct tape bandit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one fooled everybody. Yeah, he he got a little duct tape bandit in him. I feel like we talked to him. He he'd be like, I ain't no duct tape bandit. Uh, I mean, I stole some stuff with duct tape on my face, but that ain't me. I don't uh, rub no McBreast. Right. Uh, and of course, we got to get to the last segment. Ah! Oh. And he's dead. Mm-hmm. 
a colorado man was busted on suspicion of attempted first degree assault felony menacing and criminal mischief after he allegedly tried to slice up a tow trucker a tow truck worker with a samurai sword jeremiah proctor took exception to his improperly parked car being towed so he decided to take matters into his own hands according to tow truck driver josh noel he and another employee were called to Pierce apartments in fort collins to move a vehicle that was blocked in uh blocking several cars the car belonged to proctor who had reportedly been told not to park in that particular spot noel and his colleague had just attached the car to the tow truck when proctor materialized wearing a bulletproof vest and a gas mask toting a samurai sword Uh oh a bulletproof vest a gas mask and a samurai sword or they call him in florida a ninja (laughs) (laughs) noel says he was able to block the leaf village yes he was he's like i am um the gas village Noel says he was uh, on the village of the gas to the, the northwest the of village, the mountains. The village hidden in the mist. Noel says he was able to block a slash attempt by Proctor, but his partner wound up with a minor cut on his chest. Noel eventually got the sword out of Proctor's hands. Then he brought him to the ground and subdued him with help from residents. Man, so sad. These crazy ass people in these goddamn swords. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you so much for coming back for the bonus rounds and uh, mm-hmm. having fun with us. Yes. Hope you f- good luck to your football teams. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. Until then, this time for real. I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.